Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Good just saying that word, doesn't it? We are Friday. Yeah, man. Friday. It's it's therapeutic. We yes. are sports take Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Gunner with the fresh lid. That's Derek Gunn. He is look Barrett good. Brooks. I am Rob Ellis. Yeah, look, you promised us uh, your your fashion show would continue. Oh yeah, with your your Cabela lids. It looks I, good, man. I got to get back to Cabela's before they run out again. Last time they ran out was like six months before they got a new new stock in. So. I got to get back to Cabela's. You know, when yeah, you got- you're, you're in a different setting today. What, what's going on? Where are we? What, what's, well, what's the deal? I'm in my wife's office today. And it looks a lot more of- feminine in there, you know, less. I know. Yeah. I know, man. No fish or any of your other craziness that you have going on. Well, see, because we kept the 11 month old granddaughter overnight, well, she may need her afternoon nap. So she needs to be in a dark room. So I got kicked out of my room and into my wife's office. Um, you know, you guys got to see her on the pre-show meeting and stuff, and she is the easiest cutie, baby on the planet. Yeah, she's a cutie. To take care of, but she I knows. Believe, she I, I can't believe. I can't believe she's your spawn, man. Why? Why? <laughs> I'm a good-looking. I'm a good-looking guy. No, she's so nice, and she, man, she has the prettiest smile. She does, and it, and it pains me eyes. to say. It pains me to say. She kind of looks like you too. That's, oh, it, don't it get, don't blow his off. head up, Barrett. Come no, on, seriously, man. you got, you got to make it. I mean, I, 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 you know, I hate, you know, I hate to do that, but you know, she's, she's, she's a looker. You know what I'm saying? She, she, she got beautiful eyes, but she kind of favors Derek, and I hate it. Oh, yeah. She's, she's, she's Again, like the more, perfect more. mix. She's the perfect mix of of him, and because uh, uh, your your daughter looks like you. Yeah, she did. No, Josh. no, she she looks. My oldest daughter looks like my wife. But she has she my skin color. You. Yeah, 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 right. yeah, yeah. So you know, this uh, it, it, it pains me, man. It pains me. <laughs> and I, well, here's what struck me: you said she wasn't even one yet. She uh, she was an easygoing oh, baby, man. Oh my god, she was chill. She was you like just, you like the show I put on? She waved for you. She oh, danced. He was dancing. She was doing a little high five uh, move. Think, yeah, man. Just yeah. <laughs> you, You'll be her agent baby. someday, pretty I know. soon. She just said, I hope I'm around long enough to see that happen. Yeah, right. <laughs> I hear that. Hey, you want to say hi to everybody? John, what's up? Kyle, yeah. Jeremiah, what's going on, fellas? Uh, good to see everybody in the uh, in the chat section. Glad you're uh, you're hanging out with us. Smash the like button, tell a friend. That's for sure. Uh, got we got a big show today, guys. So we have uh, Mark Jackson, the Sixers pre and post game analyst for NBC Sports Philadelphia. He's going to join us uh, coming up at one o'clock. We'll talk uh, with them. We'll get into the Sixers in one second, but everything the Sixers. Well, I say everything. The move that the Sixers made last night. We'll get into that in a second. Ben Davis is going to join us from San Diego at 2 o'clock. I I don't know, man. I don't know how you figured the Phillies out, but they go out there last night 
and they take down maybe the guys who are pitching the best baseball. He might be the best starting pitcher in baseball this year. They take him down. And Suarez deals. I, I don't know. They're 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 an easy there's, team to figure there's out. Some, there's something in the water. I'm telling you right now. This team will make you drink Maalox. If you are a diehard Phillies fan, they will have you drinking bottles of Maalox daily because you can't figure them out. When you expect them to lose, they win. When you expect them to win, they lose. Yeah. This team is this team will drive you nuts the entire season. But they like I will. said, time and time again. If they can't make significant moves, this is what we're going to deal with the entire season. And is it good enough to get to the postseason? Yep. Well, you know, you, you gotta you gotta combat the Padres, the Dodgers, the Giants, the Brewers, the Cardinals, the Mets, the Braves. Yeah. Hey, there's not enough room for everybody. You know, this, know, it's like that old Wild Wild West saying, "This town ain't big enough for all of us." I'm telling you, man. Well, you know, it's just like the just like with boxing. You know, you got a you got a fighter's chance, you got a hitter's chance. Well. That's what they are. They've got a they've got a hitter's chance because talent eventually is going to rise, and 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 everybody's going to get on the same page eventually, man. And at this point, you got to take the good with the bad, and I think they just have more good than they have bad. They have a they, have, they the bullpen will take care of itself, man. Once we yeah. get you know, Sir Anthony, Sir, once we get Sir Anthony as as our as our bonafide closer, I agree with that. And then we you know I mean handle you know, Anthony's the guy. Yeah, but getting to the closer, but getting to the closer in a lot of cases is the problem. That that is the problem. That's a huge problem. But we can't have everything right, man. Like you know, I know Howie Roseman is making us spoiled because this guy (laughs) has taken every he's he's put somebody in every single position of need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's you know that's almost unheard. Good point. That's a good point. So we're kind of spoiled in how we're looking yes. at things. Yes. You yeah. know, I mean, we're going to talk about the Sixers today. You know, they, they, I think they've got a, a, a bona fide two-way player. We're not going to say he's going to blow everything out of the water, but we now have a bona fide two-way player. We got rid of a, a $10 million um, uh, hit in a contract. Injured player who probably wasn't going to play for you this year. Yeah, Exactly. Right. And then, you know, you have, you know, you're not worried about that draft pick having to be accelerated into being able to play now to oh, help yeah. this team and win now. So, you know, they're doing it right. The I'm You know, the, the Flyers go out and get their, their coach. Somebody's going to be hard-nosed with them. And I don't care about what, you know, later on when they start losing, the, you know, the grit. I mean, because I understand that. I lost the grit when it came to – when it came to um Ray Rhodes, you know. Yeah. After a while, guys tuned out Ray Rhodes, you know, when you got the – you know, the, the, the stories about, you know, wives and kids and, you know, shears and wipe your butt and and, and, and throw it on the couch, you know, all <laughs> that type of stuff. What? You know, yeah. What? Huh? Yeah, what? yeah. What just yeah. happened? What? I mean, yeah, that's, that, that's what, you know, that's Ray we Rose. Apolo- we apologize for the comments that we're Enjoy your lunch, everybody. We want to Woo. remind you that this is a family program. So Ray, I, I, I knew, I knew about it. Hold up. I knew he would go, like, breaking into the house and, and you know, Doing things to everybody, but Bro. he would also do that too. He would go yeah. Amber Heard on on you, oh, <laughs> Johnny yeah. Depp. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> what? yeah, yeah. Oh man, yeah. that's nasty, man. Yes, yes. Oh and, my and, god, oh, man. my goodness. And, wow. and and you know, after a while, you know, it came kind of mute to guys. It was like, all right, here we go again. The, you know, <laughs> yeah. I got to imagine after like the fifth one of those, you're like, all right, what doomsday scenario is he exactly. presenting now? Oh my goodness. <laughs> exactly. So you know, eventually you get you get used to it, and it becomes. It becomes like, all right, here we go again. You know, oh and that, that may be the case with the fly, but at least get us in a, going in the right direction. Get these young guys going. You know, Provorovs, the you know those guys. Get those hearts, the Carter hearts. Get them going in the right direction, and then we'll have somebody take over and take us to the promised land. I, I mean, you. there's hope 
and all three of the, you know, all four of the big four in our city right now. There's, there's yeah. hope for everybody right now. All right. Well, good. Look, so we're going to do that. We're going to dive into Eagles MVPs on both sides of the ball on offense and defense, who we think it's going to be by the end of the season. Uh, we will get into that as well. Look, we got, we got a lot in, in store for you, but um, well, let's start with the Sixers. So, well, it's not the time to start with the Sixers just yet. We're going to get on those guys. Whoa. I, I'm still talking about what's going on this weekend, Whoa. man. Oh, this weekend. Well, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm calling. I'm asking for you guys' help, man. I got to put these sheds together this weekend. You All right. So tell, tell us what's going on. So you, you're, put, you're putting together two sheds at the same time yeah. next two to each sheds. other? No, they're not going to be next to each other. They're going to be in two different places. Opposite side of your yard, basically. Yeah, but I got to level everything out. I got to make sure the bases are level and all that stuff. Oh, I, no. I, Dude, that's I a need, lot of work, man. I know, but I need is you your, guys' help. Is your ground level? No, I I, I got to make it level. Oh, see, I would help you, man, but I got this injury that... <laughs> you see this? See that cut I have on my hand? I got this injury, man, that... It's a sore. It, I, I need to rest. <laughs> I have a I have a boo boo on my elbow. <laughs> I have one on you know, my hand. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, look at you, look at you too. But you know what's bad, right? What the mere fact that I got the sheds in and they delivered the sheds. They delivered the sheds and they're in two boxes that are uh boxes. Both sheds. It's, it's two boxes. You know, one one box is, is eight by about three. That's oh, how big no. the boxes are about 12 inches deep. Oh. A whole entire shed that's 10 by um 10 by eight is in a box that's eight. By like three, and Dude. then another shed that's ten, oh, that's eight no. by eight, and it's it's the same thing. It's about the same size box, but uh, it's, it's only an eight by eight shed. So it's from IKEA? Box, no, it's from actually <laughs> from Walmart. Walmart. So, yeah. So how do you get a big shed like that in a small box like that? That means there's going to be so many. The only thing I can guarantee, Barrett, is when I finished, there would be an entire bag of screws that was left. <laughs> See, that's the problem. That's the problem. Where, where do these go? Yeah. Nuts, bolts, and screws 100%. everywhere. Yes, <laughs> and then and then you'd step foot in it, and, and it would like sway one way or the other. Right. You're like, yeah. that's probably not great. But here's not, so it's not good for you guys. No, no, you, you, know, you, you get a strong is... wind, Barrett. And that bad boy is going, man. Okay. Yeah, here's the worst part: when you lay out your tools, you know you're gonna use a tool, and uh-huh. you get to a strategic point where you got to hold two pieces in place, and you get ready to, oh, to put yeah. it together, and you look around. And the screwdriver or the drill is not where it's you laid it. It's too far away. Yes. And you sit yes. there going, where'd I put it? Oh. You know, and you're looking around. It takes you 20 minutes to find this. And you realize, dummy, it's right here behind you. You yeah. miss it. And and, 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 and and then on top of that, Rob's right, man. Because if you put it together, you stand back and the wind pick up. You see this bad boy start doing this. That's right. I'm just gonna take a hammer, sledgehammer, just bring it all down. You know, I'm sorry. And then call Obama. Say, hey, look, this this thing was dented when you bought. You sent it to me. I need a new one. <laughs> well, you know what's even worse than that? What? Uh, that I'm gonna have two grown ass kids in the house gonna be looking at me from the window. Well, well why can't you oh, get yeah. to help you? Yep. I'm gonna try to help get to help me. What do you mean try? They'll, they'll do something stupid, and they'll you know that. Well, good, and I'll just get pissed off. Like, get 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 away from me. Get away. You know what they'll do, Barrett? They'll sit there while you're while you're working next to you doing this. Right, right. And I'll just get I'll just uh-huh. get so irritated. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And then you kick them out. That's the move. They do that and on then, purpose. And then when you're at your most frustrated, they'll say, "Dad, are you grilling out today?" Right. Yeah. What you, what's <laughs> grilling? No, say, what, what's what are you making us for dinner? Excuse just me. Put out of house. Get out. Right, of house, right, right. What am right, I making right. you for dinner? Yeah, what are right. you doing? Okay. Right, right. right. I know. Dude, I, 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 Barrett, I would be in a panic, in a cold sweat, if, <laughs> if I was 
in any way, shape, or form had to take on that kind of project, man. Forget it. I mean, that's, it's, that part of it, it to me is easy. I, mean, I enjoy that. That stuff is easy to me, putting it together and doing all that stuff. But it's, it's a just, lot of time, though. But also, I got to deal with this. It just so happens, you know, that my, my grandson and my niece is here and my my, little, uh, my nephew is here. So while I'm trying to put this thing together, sweating and getting frustrated, Papa, watch me do a flip. Or, oh, they're <laughs> just torturing, the pool. Yeah. They're torturing <laughs> you from the pool while oh, you're sweating. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah, they, they want me to watch them do everything. Yeah, yeah. that's like my three-year-old grandson. You're trying to get something done. Da, 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 what? Da, look, da, da. and he might have his finger up his nose or something. Yep. He's like, da, da, da. Yeah, that's great, Cruz. Good job, Cruz. Keep going. Yeah. Keep going, buddy. Take a winner, Cruz. Yep. You know, but see, like, you see these bookshelves behind me? See if I can see, show them. Yeah, the, we can the, see them. Okay, yeah. you see the bookshelf? 90, 96 inches long and 100 and something inches high. So they're three, three, one, two, three shelves combined. So my wife, because they had brown bookshelves before, and she didn't like them, so she wanted white. And I'm like, why do you want white with glass, especially with glass? Because if you do anything here with those little ring lights, you get a glare. So the middle section yeah. only is glass. So the spring, we got them, got them at Ikea. I had them shipped here, and when they get here, I know what's going to happen. You know, they give you these instructions with pictures on them. And they, they don't give you picture. enough, right? No. right? They don't no. give you enough instructions. No. Right. So I start this thing. They give you three instructions. I give yes. like 43. Yeah. Yes. You know, what well, they give you steps like one through 40-something, yeah, yeah. but they're and all grainy pictures. Yeah, yeah, I start checking out. Yeah. And then you look at the screw size, and I always separate the screws, the bolts, everything yes. by size just so I know what I'm looking at. And, and then I get to a point, and I'm like, Okay, somebody's gonna die today, you know. And so I, morning, all I do is call my son, call my son in law, Alex. Yeah, Alex, call yeah. Alex. Alex, come down now. Alex is like tool time when it comes to building stuff like shelves and stuff. Man, he took over and I helped him. I just held stuff while he's screwing stuff. He's looking at the instructions. And I'm Guys, like, this is this what? is them again. This is New Jersey. Again. Are you serious? Right, do do yeah. your thing, man. Go do your thing. Hey, man, don't curse at him, whatever you all do. Right. Hop off, hop off, do your thing. All right, it was. Yeah, man, uh, but my son-in-law. No, take take B off for a minute while he yeah. does his thing. Um, yeah, yeah, I, so, I hear you. Look, they hung up on him. If he starts talking real fast, you know he's cursing. There you so, go. There you go. All um, right. Well, I'm with you, man. Like I, um, like the fact that his 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 two projects this weekend are putting together two sheds. Dude, first of all, and I'm ne- I rarely ever advocate for this, but like, if I'm getting bought, if I'm thinking about a new shed. Yes. I'm having one delivered. Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm, I'm I'll, not, pay the, I'll pay the delivery. Same. I, I don't want that aggravation. I, I, I'm i telling you, Derek, I just do. I don't need it, man. Like deliver it in the yard, take the old one, and okay, we're done. Now you Transaction. See, you see John Dickerson's asked me, what kind of shelves are these behind me? You see how he wrote them? Man, I don't speak Swedish. I don't know. I have no idea. What is that? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> is that even it. a word? I don't know, man. You got me. You man, got I have to look at receipts. I'm bro. way out of my league with Dude, that. Let me tell you. All I know is my man Alex. He came down here. Zit it, zit it, zit it. Yeah, they know what they're doing. Dude, I'm telling you, Rob. If I had done this, you'd have one shelf going this way, one shelf like this. No, I'm usually decent at this kind of stuff, but I get annoyed after a while. Yeah, you do. You really have to have patience. The other thing is, if, if you did it yourself, that thing would be falling down on you during the show what? at some point. What? We, don't, we don't need that. Uh, John says they're Ikea products. Yes, John, they are Ikea. But in t- terms of the name that you asked me about, brother, I couldn't tell you if you put a chest full of million-dollar bills in front of me. I couldn't <laughs> tell you what name brand it is. My wife picked all this stuff out. 
All I, I need to do you. is have it shipped and put it together. Oh, and I'm done with this mess. Man. Oh, yeah, man. It's There's never a dull moment in my house, Rob. I told you this, man. <laughs> oh, man, I hear you. I hear you. Mm. All right, so let's uh, – Barrett's trying to figure out his his legal wranglings. Let's, uh, let's figure out what the, uh, what the stick So here's the thing, Derek. I actually like this move. So what, what ends up happening is there's, oh, there was a lot of stuff flying around last night prior to the yep. draft yep. that they were going to make a move to try and get Eric Gordon. Uh, they were they were looking to shop Thibel in the process, and you know twenty three, you know et cetera, the, which they twenty third pick that which they had. Right. So they end up the way it shakes out. It's Danny Green, it's the the guy that they drafted, uh, Roddy, who who ends up going twenty third overall, and they trade them to to Memphis to get uh, DeAnthony Melton, who look Derek in in playing twenty two minutes, which isn't a ton last year, averaged almost eleven points per game. Right. Four and a half rebounds, assist you know, 2.7, but shot at 37 from three, 44 from two. Uh, he's a 6'2", 200-pound, good defender with a yep. really long wingspan yep. who plays a pretty scrappy you know, uh, game. To me, I'm looking at bench help check. I'm looking at a little scoring off the bench check, a guy who could play the one and the two off the bench check, and some toughness yep. for – I don't know what 23 is going to – time last year isn't didn't even sniff the court right and danny right. green wasn't going to play for you and right. you made up a million and a half dollars absolutely i'm good with this i like this yeah. trade. yeah as we discussed this in terms of yesterday did we think they were going to make a splash or just an okay move and this falls in the category of an okay move but it fits the bill of it gives you something on both ends i kept saying you need to try to find players that can help you on both ends not just one-dimensional players and this kid can help you into both ends. I don't know if he's of a P.J. Tucker, Draymond Green type scrapper, but it does help you in defense, which they, this team sorely lacked mm-hmm. last season with some defensive help. Uh, he's not going to be a Seth Curry. He's not going to light it up from outside, but he plays that scrappy Memphis Grizzlies type basketball, man, on both ends of the court. Yeah. He's not afraid to take it to the hoop. He'll take his jump shots. He's not afraid to get in people's jerseys on defense. Um Hopefully, just this is just the first of many moves. I shouldn't say many, but the first of a few moves to come. But as I said yesterday, when you look at the current structure of the Sixers team, they don't have a lot of wiggle room, you know. Um, and 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 I and I didn't expect them to make a splash last night. You know, some teams made a splash. I didn't expect the Sixers to fall in that category because how cash strapped they are, mm-hmm. especially with with Peg Leg Harden. Still under the uh, the financial umbrella. <laughs> oh man, so I, I do have to touch on this. Don't do it. Don't do it, Rob. Don't depress me today. Don't do it. So Daryl Morey, which is bizarre. I mean, it was late because the pick was late because the draft takes forever. But um, he meets with the media last night, and at one point he's asked about the you know is it going to be a quick resolution with Harden? Basically, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, and he says. Well, I can't really talk about it, but from what you've heard and read, you understand it's a mutual love fest between us and him. Oh, jeez. So I hear that. And look, I already knew it was a love fest. I'm not, there's no shock there, but I'm just thinking like, how is it helping your negotiations with this guy when you, when you're, you're publicly saying it's a love fest between the two parties, unless you already have a deal in place, which they, they probably do. They probably they, they do. Nod, nod. Yes. But it, it, there's no doubt he's get, he's going to opt in and they're going to extend this guy for, for crazy money. James, it's, Harden, this is a horrible mistake, Derek. Yes, James Harden is going to be here 
until he's uh he got one leg on that scooter when you yeah. know when you tear uh, Achilles he's gonna be here till his mid forties man as long as Daryl Morey has any say in this I don't know why you're putting that kind of money into James Harden I would let him ride out this opt in year and then if he it surprises you in some way shape or form okay then I'm sitting down next year and trying to get him back because obviously they have not just a friendship but a relationship that goes far beyond dollars and cents and I believe James Harden would try to play here at all costs beyond next season if he likes the, the overall makeup of the team, uh, where the team may go. If they got past the second round, maybe got to the third round, and James Harden could see some promise with this team, I do believe, okay, then you sit down, you give him that contract, and we just sit here and, and, and stomach it. But to already talk about giving him an extension beyond the opt-in, I'm sick. I'm sick, I'm sick not right now, Rob. I'm just yeah. like, why? We don't even know what the guy's going to do. Please do not give him this contract before this season starts. Let's see what he does first. Yeah. He's getting $47 million of your money anyway. So you're not I, like you're paying him chump change. I think, Derek, he is so caught up in seven, eight, nine, ten years ago. And, oh, geez. you know, what he did then. And look, I, look, he's trying to get a Gordon here. I mean, there, there's a lot of sort of longing for the old days with yes. Daryl Morey here, yes. it feels like. And and again, like if, if you're getting Eric Gordon for, for not much, I can live with that. I'm fine. He, he can provide a service that they need you know, in terms of scoring and shooting and all that. But like, you know, enough already with, the, with this trying to run it back with the Rockets from that didn't win a championship, by the way, from seven, eight years ago. I, I just – it's frustrating, man. But it was it was an interesting night too. So, Derek, also before all of this starts, and we'll get more into Melton in a second. I, I don't want to just blow past that. But um, the other thing that comes out after we get off the air yesterday, can we say are we on the air? Is it air or off the stream? I'm used uh, to our TV and radio days. I guess I, it's off the air. I don't know, man. I don't know. Anyway, you, you would know better than I would. I, I, I'm going to say off the air for our purpose. Okay. Um, so the, the the Kyrie Irving story comes out. Well, uh, Shams and I think Shams had it first. Yeah. Shams Sharania yeah. uh, from the Athletic, and then Woj picked up on it. So basically, the gist of it is, um, you know, he's at an impasse with the Knicks, <laughs> and he's put a list of teams together that he would deem worthy of going to. One yeah. of them was the Sixers. Coincidentally, right. by the way, it's almost all big market teams. It's the Sixers, yeah. Knicks, Lakers, Clippers, yeah. Yeah. Miami. Uh, Dallas, yeah, you know, whatever, but and so, none of them have cap space to no, sign him, not one of them, yeah. So, there, but there's a conspiracy out there that some of the things the Knicks started doing last night, you mean the Nets? Uh, no, no, Knicks, Knicks, oh, the Knicks, okay, is either Knicks started moving some salaries and dumping some things or whatever, and part of that is either they're trying to make a run at Kyrie or they're trying to make a run at Jalen Brunson now. Jalen Brunson makes sense because he's a free agent. Yes. And his dad is the assistant coach there now. They hired yep. him from, from Camden High School. Rick Brunson, who former NBA player, played at Temple. I actually went to school with him at Temple. Did you really? I, when I was at Temple, Derek, it, it was uh Aaron McKee, Eddie Jones, and Rick Brunson were all we were all in, in class that's, at the That's same a time. heck of a nucleus. Isn't that crazy? Um, so anyway, uh, there's that I don't want to get too far off the beaten path, but that's a, a theory. I, like the, the Sixers don't have anywhere near the kind of uh, no. funds to be able to pull this no. off. No. And the other thing is it looks like if Kyrie really wants to go to one of these teams, he's going to have to take a, like a mid-level exception sour, yeah, which he you won't see him doing that. No, no, absolutely not. I think his ego is too big to allow that to happen. I agree. And plus that's money lost. He'll never recoup if he did that. But that's just like a, la- this past year when he, you know, 
bleeped yeah. away 17 million or whatever yes, it was. Yes, because yeah. he couldn't play home games. Yes. Because of the COVID, uh, the COVID restrictions that New York had implemented. Um, you know, it, it, whoever his advisor is, if you advise him to even think about something like that, you need to be fired on the spot. You know, he's still, whether you like him or not, he's still one of the marquee talents in the league. He's still one of the best guards in the league. And even though he's a pain in the butt, I want him happy. I want him to be on board with everything that we're doing. I don't want him being disgruntled. I don't want him pulling some of the antics he pulled with the, with the Nets. Um, if we decided to pick him up, I want him to be Kyrie to the fullest. But in order for that to happen, you got to free up an awful lot of money to make that happen. And I don't know. I don't know if a team out there that's capable of doing that right now, no. unless it's one of those bottom feeder teams that, you know, they're just playing with uh, minor league players, that can, but he ain't go, he's not going there at this stage of his career. He wants to go to a potential winner. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's such a wild card that you never say never with him. Like you can't lock anything in with him. You know, like everything you just laid out makes sense, but Kyrie is, is can be a, you know, a, a nonsensical kind of guy. Um, so it, it's going to be interesting what happens. I mean, they're, I still think the Sixers are aggressively trying to move Harris. Um, easier said than done. I think they're aggressively yes. trying to move him. Uh, I think it's going to be a lot more coming. Like I view this as step one, Derek, the, the Melton move of, of a bunch of things that are coming down the line here. But if this is only to, the beginning. If you move to bias, see my, my concern is, are you going to get value for him? Are you going to take lesser for him? If you take lesser for him, then you're behind the eight ball. You've got to get something of equal value for Tobias. And I'm not saying he's a great player, but he's a good player. Right. He will give you some defense. He will give you 20 points. Yeah. What happened? What happened? Potential okay? jailbird. What, we are all right. Uh, What's going on? Oh, you know, but I was going to, I was going to talk about, uh, what, you know, the moves. We don't need to get rid of Tobias now. I mean, right. Having a two way player like that, we now have somebody can go out and play defense. Somebody we don't have to take off the court. Lead Tobias in the situation he's at. Now we have a stretch forward who played pretty decent defense right. in the playoffs. Right. And I, I don't think that he's going to disappear like he did, like he did um during the season. I think now he's gonna, you know, he's filling his role on this team and understands that all right, I gotta shoot more because my 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 point guard is not gonna shoot as much as he needs to, even though he was a prolific scorer in Houston. But I think he's he's gonna take that role and and, and really um, you know step into that role of being a better player. So I think they're better now going into the playoffs. And, and you know, I think they're a lot better as far as, you know, what they bring to the team out with, you know, Tobias being here. I mean, do you guys really think he needs to go? Uh, I think they want to get rid of that salary. Uh, simply because, Barrett, I mean, you talk about 71. I think it might be more than that. It is more. Yeah, 70, 71 million, about 71 million that he's going to make over the last two years of this. Yeah, yeah. I think they want to try and free that up. Like, I, I think they want to try to bring in Tucker. I think they want to try and get. Can Gordon. they bring it? Um, no, not now. They can't. Not yet. They don't. They're, not, they're, they're cap strapped. They're still pretty cap. They, they, they only made up about whatever the rookie would have gotten at 23 and about a million and a half off of Danny Green. They, they still have some cap. Wow. Yeah. Oh, okay. So. I think the Tobias thing, I agree. Like Derek made the point of, you know, you better be careful if you get rid of him because you are losing 18 yes, points and nine yes. rebounds. And, and a guy who actually defended last year much better than he had earlier in his career. However, I, I if they, I think they view it like we, if we want to get Gordon in here and we want to get Tucker in here, I mean, Gordon's going to cost you close to 20. Tucker's going to cost you close, close to 10. There's 30 right there. 
then yeah. you're still gonna have to move like a cork moss or somebody like that like if he really wants to swing big he has a lot of moves coming like this was one step right and, right. and i like I, we were talking about when you when you hopped off Barry. i really like melton i think it's a good move but why, a, why? I mean, he, I, I mean, I know he's a, I, he, he's a bench guy. Like he's like not going to. Okay. All right. There, he, there he, it is right you, there. Yeah. Well, think about this. If he gives you last year in 22 minutes, he gave you 10 points. Uh, he gave you, he was a good rebounder for Memphis too. He gave you almost five rebounds. He could play either guard spot. He's a really good corner three shooter. He showed, shot it really well from, from the corner uh, last year. Did, uh, did Melton. He's, he's solid. Like he's not. He's not making an all-star team, and he's not what you're not buying his jersey. But I'm just telling you, like he's a guy off the bench that you can count on, and on a bench that you can't count on much. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know. I mean, you never know what you're getting for some of those guys. So, so he's I, better I, than Corkmoss. He's better than. Oh, definitely. Okay. Yeah, he's more consistent. The thing with Corkmoss is he'll give you 25, and then for five games he doesn't even show up. You don't know I, what you're getting. I hate to be Corkmoss. Debbie Downer, but I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again. I have a feeling this Sixers team is going to look similar to the team that we watched last season. I hate to say it because and if that is a cash huh? trap. because of cast trap and yeah. you don't have a lot of what anybody else wants. You're not giving up Harden. He's in a love fest with Daryl Morey. You're not giving up the franchise in Joel Embiid. Um, I think they don't want to give up Maxi because he's a young player who has endless potential. That's not a bad three nucleus to have. Yeah. If you yeah. give up Maxi, what are you going to get for him? I don't want to see Bradley Beal here. I don't want him here at all. I know you do, Bear. I don't want Bradley Beal here. I don't want I'm sorry. I don't want okay. to see him here. But I then beyond that, what are you going to get for Maxi? You know, I mean, where are you going to go? Yeah, I, I think you guys were right when saying that Maxie's almost untouchable. And, you know, in, in talking to what's-his-name yesterday, uh, he said that uh, he's a better scorer than, than – Rich than, than yeah. Matt. I, 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 no, he's not a better scorer than, than, than Beal. Bill's a better guy. shooter. Bill's yeah. a better shooter, but Maxi is better a, creator. Is more, is more of a scorer. Okay. Yeah, yeah the, the creator. Yeah, yep. okay. I honestly think the Sixers need another guy between like six seven, six eight, six nine. Athletic. Yeah, me too. Yes. Me too. I don't me want too. to see any more guards. I, I they, they, yeah. they have guards. Yeah. You need to find you a nice a six wing. seven six. Yes, thank you. A wing somebody player, can yes. put it up. Somebody who can defend. Somebody who can rebound. That's who you need to find. Where are you going to find them though? What are you going to trade to get them? No, it's it, look. It's easier said than done. I yes. mean, this is where I keep getting back to this, guys. He's thought Daryl Morey is, is as high profile a GM as there is around the league. I mean, close to it, other yes. than maybe like Pat Riley and a couple other guys. He, he's Absolutely. right there in the top five, and he's never won a championship, but he gets a lot of love and a lot of accolades. Well, let's see it this summer, man. Let's see it because you got I, cap I, issues. You got a team that has a lot of needs. You better he better show out. I think he will. I I, I think that. I really, I really do think Tobias and uh and and, and um, you know, if you look at, I I just don't see you getting just Tobias his number off, you know, without making the the pot more sweeter, man. Well, I mean, Thibel be, might get thrown in there. Well, um, even 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 Thibel, you know, and he helps his cause with being, you know, a, a second team all defensive player. So I mean, there is a chance that they'll be able to move those two in a package. But to yeah. where, you know, who would need him? I mean, so the reports were last night, guys, that they were trying to move Thibel, maybe Danny Green or maybe 23 in a three-team deal that would have included Houston, and I think they tried to include Portland in there. Portland only wanted to do a one-one deal for Thibel. 
And I guess Houston mm. wasn't willing to pull the trigger. I don't know what Houston's plan is with Eric Gordon. There's no point of them having Eric Gordon. They're, they're trying to rebuild with youth. He's an older player, and he's got a big ticket. So I would think he's going to be moved at some point, whether it's here or somewhere else. But, uh, yeah, I mean, and I started thinking more and more, like, <laughs> what's the matter? I love Paul Mancini's comment. Should the 76ers and Knicks organization merge into one good team? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that. I love it. That's a great idea. It'll never happen. But that's a right. great idea. Um, that's funny. Oh, my goodness. But, no, I mean, I look, I, I think, you know, the thought of th- giving Thibel up, who's making barely anything for Gordon, who's making 20 at 34, was a little – feels a little off to me. But, you know, the thing is, he, I just don't really buy that Thibel's offensive game is going to develop enough. It's a shame because he's he, – He's a phenomenal defensive talent, although he does get in foul trouble a lot. Um, but I think he's going to be gone, Barrett. I think I think Thibel is going to be in some kind of deal as a sweetener, and he could be the sweetener in a Harris deal if they can unload Harris. I think it's I think it's going to be really hard to unload Harris. I do I too. Yeah. I, I I couldn't agree with you more. He he's a like I said, he's a good player. Good. He's but good. He's, he's not. You, you can't attach the word potentially great player. I think he is what he is. That is what he's going to be for the rest of his career until his game starts to decline as he gets older. And that's not a knock against him. He's a very serviceable player. Yeah, He can help you on both ends of the court. He can rebound. He can shoot. You know, now he's inconsistent. I mean, he scores 28 one night. He scored 12 the next night. But he has the potential to light it up. And he can shoot the, he can shoot the three. Also, he can penetrate. He can shoot the three. But See, how, how is how is Houston have anything to do with Gordon? I don't understand the trade possibility with Houston being in, yeah, I don't in, in the Gordon I don't that. deal. Houston, well, Gordon's on Houston. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, you, that's what you said, but at this point, I'm saying they're trying to rebuild. Also, that's I, that's why I don't, I don't, I don't. No, no, I'm, right. My point was like, if for, I was just thinking about it from a Sixers perspective, like if they're just trading away Thibel, who's cheap and young, and we know he's limited, but. And bringing back Gordon, who's an older player for twenty million, it just didn't didn't make sense. I'm not surprised. Right, right, all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Also, they, but the Sixers were trying to do a three way with Houston and Portland and working in another team, and and five old goes, and the Sixers get Gordon back. Whatever. I, but right. He's right. got a lot of cap uh, wrangling and maneuvering yep. to do here to really improve this team because they don't have much money right now. To, to be able to play around like they right now they couldn't sign um tucker and they they couldn't they can't make a move right now for gordon unless they no. lop off a lot of salary yeah I, I, no. I, I, no. I think they're in rebuild more i think they're the same boat as uh oklahoma you know as far as what they're trying to do too they're houston, trying to start 100 percent worse than oklahoma houston yeah. yeah. houston has the blow up the building you know the way they blew up the vet Houston has to blow up that team and start from the bottom up. Just, just put some TNT around the whole roster and just blow it up and start over. That's what they need to do. Well, we're gonna. So what we're gonna do is we'll jump into like going around the league too. We have uh, a little bit later in the show. We'll also have Mark Jackson uh, coming up at one o'clock, and I'll give you some pretty good numbers on Melton uh, that that Derek Bodner, uh, friend of the show, had, which I thought were really interesting on the way he shoots it from certain places on the floor. And the percentages are pretty impressive, man, in certain spots. I'll give you a little sample. So the last two years, from the corner, Melton's shooting almost 49% from three. What? From the wow. 
That's wow. a really high number, man. Wow. Yeah, it is. Um, so you know, we'll get into that. And 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 like I said, Mark's going to join us. Uh, at I'll just be curious where Mark stands with with just how the roster looks right now, what they need to do to improve this team. So we will uh, we'll dive into that again. Two o'clock. Ben Davis is going to join us from San Diego. Guys, we come back. Little Eagles, and I love doing this sort of look at because we're we're now a month and two days from camp. But who's counting? Uh, <laughs> not that I'm dying for for Eagles training camp or anything. Um, but we're going to do the offensive and defensive MVPs. And that, this is what we think it's going to be at the end of the year. Okay. What it's going to look like at the end of the year on both sides of the ball, because we, we kicked this around a little bit in our pre-show meeting and we had some very diverse, interesting answers on right, this, right, which right. I thought was, was fascinating. I, and you want to jump, yeah, I was a little surprised and you want to jump in on the comment section. Uh, we could do that as well. So don't go anywhere on this Friday sports take Jacob sports, YouTube network, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis, Hang in there. We'll be right back. All right. I want to tell you about my friends at Station Tap Catering in Drexel Hill. They will handle your next business function with ease while you focus on securing a new opportunity for your company. They got 50 years of experience in the food preparation business. Station Tap Catering will impress and your guests will be impressed. I have been on both ends of this. I have been an impressed guest. I have been impressed having them cater an event at my house. The food is spectacular. I mean, across the board, it is good. The variety is awesome. The price is just right. You know, this time of year, you got a graduation party, you got a birthday party, you know, whatever, communion party, uh, christening, whatever the case may be, you want Station Tap Catering to come out so you don't have to go through the aggravation of cooking and food prep and all that stuff that goes along with it. Also, if you have an event, a, a bigger event, you're not really sure, or just a family event, whatever, and you don't want to deal with, again, with the hassle of having it at your house, they have a great, great uh, catering hall in Drexel Hill. That is state of the art. They'll deliver. They'll deliver. Uh, you know, uh, prepackaged meals for you, individual packaged meals. If you have any kind of tailgate or anything like that, they're the best. So uh, you can give them a call 484-469-3222. That's 484-469-3222. Or check out the menu and and all they have to offer at stationtapcatering.com. That's stationtapcatering.com. News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left, got fake them Mama, go up, mama! <laughs> She did it. Again? You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. 
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back in, everybody. Rob Ellis, Derek Gunn, Barry Brooks, Sports Take, Jake Orange, YouTube Network. We see everybody. We see you, Joey B. We see you, Mr. Taz. We see everybody out there. We appreciate you hopping on in the comments section. Hit the like button. Tell a friend. That's for sure. Talked a lot of Sixers, NBA, Sheds, you name it. We talked it all in the first segment. Uh, we will turn our sights to the Eagles now um, as we await the, uh, the start of the season. July 26th, they report to training camp. All right, so I was thinking about this today. And, you know, it kind of sparked off of – I was thinking about the defense and, and, and just different things that we could, we could kick around a little bit. And I'm thinking, all right, who's going to be the defensive MVP of this team? And then, I, then you start to go through the mental Rolodex here, and you're thinking, all right, very inspired Fletcher Cox, probably in his last year as an Eagle, if he wants to keep playing at, at a high number, you figure he's going to come out and play well. Javon Hargrave was like gangbusters the first 10 weeks and then quieted it down a little bit. After that last year, he was the team MVP defensively. I, I don't think any question first half of the year. Um, so I'm thinking about him. I'm thinking about Darius Slay, who I think would you probably argue is the overall defensive MVP last year for this team with the way that he played. So I'm thinking about him and I'm saying, all right, Brandon Graham's coming back. They added a Kaiser White. Uh, could one of the rookies really step up? I mean, there's a lot of different directions you could take it. Guys, if we start on the defensive side of the ball, for you, I'm going to stay with Slay because I think now he's also got a partner in crime on the other side that can really help him. I think his safety play is better, not great, but it's better. Um, and I think he's right at that peak age where the game has slowed down for him, yet he's still unbelievably athletic. He's, he's right in that 30-31 range. I'm going to say Slay, and I think it's a critical position to corner. Who would you guys go with defensively? Uh, Barrett, I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you first crack. Both guys, I'm going to tell you the truth, um, will be people that are on are one-year deals, whether they're the last year of the deal or one-year deals, that um, are interviewing for twenty, well, 31 other teams. And my defensive guy is Fletcher Cox. Mm. I think he comes back and plays like a, like a ferocious dog, man, because number one, he felt slighted because they cut him. He's never been cut in his life. He's never been cut from a Pop Warner football team. He's always been the best player wherever he's been. He is now an afterthought. And I think this is really going to be one of those years where he turns the corner and becomes that dominant player like he did the year before his contract year where he got all that money, where he had almost 10 sacks. He had nine and a half sacks or something like that. Right. And I think this is what you're going to see from Fletcher Cox. He's going to go bananas this year because he feels like he was, you know, done wrong. He's okay. never been cut in his life. Right. And this is going to be that turning point for him where you're going to see, all right, you see how dominant I am. I'm going to go out there and ball out, um, become the MVP of this team, and show, you know, be like I told you so. I, I Barrett, to pick up on that, I, I, I think there is that. And, I, and I, I'm saying this sincerely. I also think – 
you know, he sees this. If he wants to keep getting paid handsomely for the next couple of years, you better ball out. Exactly. Because exactly. not only it won't not only will it not happen here, you're going to get a, a cut rate deal somewhere else if you want to keep playing football. You know, probably at half of what he's making now. So that's a real motivator too. There's the pride part that you're talking about, but there's also the financial aspect of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not going to get the big deal unless he goes out there and shows that he's worth that big ticket money. Right. It's a great point. How about you, Derek? You are wise beyond your years, Weed Hopper. <laughs> weed Hopper. <laughs> I'm going to go with Hassan Reddick. Um, I, I think he's going to put an infusion uh, uh, on a pass rush they haven't had in years. When you have a team that finished in the bottom of the barrel in terms of quarterback sacks and pressures, there's nowhere to go but up. And you went out and got one of the premier QB sackers in the game, a guy who had 23 and a half over the last two seasons. If Jonathan Gannon unleashes him the way I'm hoping he does, I think this team will finish in the top 15 in QB sacks easily this year. Not just because of him, but because you're going to have to pay special attention to him, which is going to open up things for like Fletch, Hargrave, Brandon Graham, Sweat, Barnett, um, you know, Kazir White. Nicobe Dean on, on, on pass rushing downs. I just think it's going to open things wide up in terms of how you're going to have to adjust your line calls and your protection um, because Hassan Reddick brings a different level in terms of mindset of aggressiveness to this defense that has been lacking for quite some time. So if he had 23 and a half last year, that's a little under an average of 12 a year. He should be able to get at least 11 in this defense this season. Hmm. Oh boy. All right. Well, look, if he's getting you 11, if he's being that like he, well, I mean, look, that's about what he got the last couple of years. It would 23 and a half over the last yeah. two years. I mean, yeah. right in that, in that range. I just think, man, this team's going to be nasty. If that's the case, uh, if, if they're going to be getting that kind of pressure from, from one guy, considering yeah. what having bringing Brandon Graham back, what you're going to get from the interior of this defensive line. Yeah. I, I, this team could take, take a huge step, you know, massive steps uh, you know forward here that's for sure i mean think about it think about it if you line him up on if you line him up standing up behind brandon graham right which which guy's the tackle taking which means the running back's got to take the other guy yeah So, so 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 you know pick your poison i think he's a really like interesting fun toy that they're gonna they're gonna be able to move around and do a lot of different things with it like not only he's gonna be a fan favorite guys for a number he's from the area obviously yep 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 yep. it's college football at temple and all that kind of stuff so he's gonna be beloved anyway but i'm telling you there's nothing eagles fans like more than somebody who gets to the quarterback (laughs) this dude is gonna be beloved i'm telling you what what schematically what what he what you what he makes you do is um i think gan is gonna make him play him where he's going to be lined up against tight ends and running backs. Because when you run that 50 front, when you put somebody head up over that center, like a, a Jordan Davis head up over the center, mm-hmm. then you have, uh, you know, one side you got Fletcher Cox, you know, the other side you have, um, what's his name? Um, Sweat. Uh, no, no. Um, oh, oh, Hargrave. Hargrave. I, I'm sorry. Hargrave. I, thought ta- I thought you were talking outside. Yeah, inside is Hargrave. So yep. on both of the guards – Cox and, 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 and Hargrave on both of the guards. And then on the outside, on the opposite side, you have Brandon Graham. And then on the other side, you have uh, Hassan Reddick. As an offensive lineman, you're thinking when you run that type of defense that you have to block man on man. You have to go solid protection, which means mm-hmm. the tackles take those two guys on the outside, guards take the guys on the guards, and the center has to block that guy in the middle. Yep. 
you're still, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm putting my money on those guys making it happen. But when you look at it, they can slide to protection. So when they slide protection, they're not going to slide to protection going to Reddick. They're going to slide protection away from Reddick. They're going to go to the defensive lineman and Brandon Graham. Mm-hmm. So when they slide that protection that way, that means he's one-on-one against a running back or a tight end or he's mm-hmm. hot. So he's going to have the most opportunities of really getting that one-on-one against small. And that they did exactly the exact same thing with when they um with with with, with Taylor. You know what I'm saying? When yeah, when they had to change how the, the blocking schemes were when Lawrence Taylor was, you know, the guy he was. Kind of the same type of, of deal with, with with Hassan Reddick. You're gonna slide the protection and you got him one-on-one against a running back or a tight end. I'll take that all day and twice on Sunday, mm-hmm. which is going to allow them to really schematically put him in better positions to rush the passer against non-offensive lineman type. And that's what's going to make him flourish as a, as a, as a pass rusher. Yeah. Look, I, there's a lot of different ways you could go on this man. And, and you know, between Fletcher and Hassan Reddick and Slay, that's a good thing because that means there's some talent on this side of the ball. When you're really start thinking about it, I, don't know. Know. I, yep. I think Hargraves is going to have a monster year for them. I, I truly believe that. I think he's going to be aided by having better players around him and he maybe won't run out of gas. Is that, how do you, what do you think happened last year with him? Barrett? Do you think he did just kind of hit a wall? Like what was it? Cause he was unbelievable early last year. He hit a wall. And also I think, Team saw how good he was playing in the first half of the season and started making all right, we're picking our poison. We're not gonna we're gonna block Fletcher Cox one on one. And that was a problem because I've never seen that happen. But teams were blocking Fletcher Cox one on one. That's a Travis. There's no way that he should be blocked one on one. So I'm gonna ask you this. I don't mean to cut you up, but I'm gonna ask you this. Do you think there's a possibility that Fletcher is slowing down in his career? I do think that's a possibility, but I think he's going to ramp it up just because he wants money. We we know Fletch is mm-hmm. about that dollar. Yep. Yeah. You know, I mean, and you have a conversation with Fletch, he's going to let you know it's about that dollar. And that's what he's played. So that's what he's facing right now. He's facing, uh, uh, you know, is either, you know, kill or be killed. If he doesn't make a great year this year, he won't get paid next year. Mm-hmm. And like I said, you know, that's, that's why I think he's going to, He's going to take it to another level. Team started double teaming Hargraves instead of double teaming Fletcher Cox, and Fletcher Cox thought he was untouchable, so he continued to play. He was playing the way he was playing, and he didn't mm. he didn't ramp it up. Hargrave did. He got noticed, and they started double teaming him. Mm. I've never seen him go through and block uh, Fletcher Cox one on one. I couldn't believe it. I'm sitting there like, and I, and I looked over at Seth, and I said, Seth, look at this man. He said what? They're blocking Fletcher Cox man on man, one on one. When was the last time you seen that? Mm. And and and, I mean, and, um, and and that's exactly what uh what uh you know from that point on he was like man he didn't he didn't he didn't he didn't shut it down man Fletcher ain't got it anymore Fletcher don't want it anymore. Mm. Well, I mm. think everybody that said that about Fletcher will turn it around this year because he's like all right you guys don't think I have it let me show you what I do have. And uh, I'm gonna make 31 other teams take notice of what I what I can still do, mm-hmm. so you can pay me. Will we see scenarios up front where Davis, Hargrave, and Fletcher are all on the field together? I Absolutely. hope so. I sure hope so. And how much? How, and that's how much? a that's gonna. I think that might be their base first down front. Teams run the ball. I can't wait to see down. that, man. You know what I'm I, I really can't wait to see. You that. got you got three eighteen wheelers in the oh trenches. Oh my god! Right, right. But see, that's that's and that's the that's the crazy thing about it because 
when you have that type of interior, how do you run the ball against it? And like I said, running the ball on first down and, and their inefficiency to stop teams on first down really hurt them a lot, man. Because like I said, you know, before, you know, just think about this conceptually. And this is what I was trying to get people to understand. When you're on first down and your team sucks at first down, that means you're going second and six, third and two, mm. as opposed to being second and 10, third and 10. They were having so much success on first down. That's a lot of the reason why they couldn't do anything accomplished on third down because first down was, was such a bad down for that defense. He couldn't you stop keep, anybody. He couldn't stop the run. You so, keep teams in third and long. That's when you exactly. unleash the hounds. Yeah, that's where Reddick's going to eat. He is you got Reddick coming from one way. You got Dean coming from another way. You got Brandon coming. Know. You got Sweat coming. You got penalty prone Barnett coming. Oh, did I say that? I'm sorry. I that slip out. My bad. <laughs> well, look at this. Well, look at this. PF, personal foul. Barnett. Personal <laughs> foul, Barnett. Yeah. But what about if you put your NASCAR in? Now you have Sweat, BG, Fletcher Cox at the yeah. nose guard. Then you got uh, uh, you, you, so look at this. You, if you run a fifty front on NASCAR front, when it when you're uh, on third down, now those interior three guys, you got Sweat, BG, and Fletcher Cox head up or Hargrave's head up. Mm-hmm. You got Hassan Reddick on one side, and 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 maybe Barnett on the other side. That's all defensive ends, with the exception of one tackle, out on the field at one time. You got straight up speed on there from defensive end. So you got. Hassan Reddick, a defensive end. Sweat, a defensive end. BG, a defensive end. Then you have Barnett, a defensive end. All these guys inside, and then you have Fletch right over the nose uh, of, of, of the center, pressing them up the field. Man, that's a hard, yeah. a hard, yeah, hard fun. defense to stop, bro. It's gonna be fun hard to watch, stop. man. That's for sure. You know what we'll do? We'll, we'll we'll put a we'll put a pin in the uh, in this discussion. We'll do the offensive MVP uh, coming up around one thirty. We'll do that in a little bit because uh, that's gonna be fascinating too to see we, which way that goes. Uh, so we'll do that coming up, but uh, don't go anywhere because that Mark Jackson coming up, Sixers pre and post game analyst for NBC Sports Philadelphia. We'll dive back into the Sixers. What he thinks is going to happen here, bigger picture, the whole Harden thing, how he likes, how he wants to see it play out. What he thinks is going to happen with Kyrie. What could potentially happen if Durant decides he's going to roll? There's a lot to do with the NBA. There's always drama, that's for sure. So Mark Jackson coming up. Don't move. We got Derek Gunn. We got Barrett Brooks. I am Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right. Look, you know when it comes to finances, yeah, it can be a scary proposition. And I'm I'm here to tell you because I was in the same position. I didn't know who to go with, and I went with Jim Murray with Principal Financial Group after you know some discussions. And I could not be more thrilled to be working with Jim to be trusting my hard-earned money and savings and finances with him. Uh, you know whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review. If you have a small business and you're trying to set up the benefits for that. Jim can help you with that too. He's got, there's just so many different ways that he can assist you and guide you in the right direction. Even if you don't have a deep understanding of how to invest. And I did. And he was really there to kind of walk me through everything and explain it in a way that I I totally grasped. And it's been incredibly helpful. I used him for my IRA, the IRA that I beat, that I started my 401k rollover and I couldn't be happier. Give him a call. 610-996-4751. That's 610-996-4751. That's Jim Murray. And you can email him at Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal.com. That's Murray dot Jim at principal 
Sportsgrid.com. News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. All right, did you know I was the Molly Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really. Don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, I go to left. Fake them up. Mama, go. Oh, mama! <laughs> She did it. Again? You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. I'll provide the music, just in case. Welcome back in. <laughs> face, Derek's baby. Rob Ellis, Derek Gunn, Barbara, you don't like my singing? Come on, Derek. You're muted, man. You can't mock me and make fun of my singing if you're still you're still muted. Tone, we need to unmute uh, D. Gunn. He is, hey, he's all kinds of muted up. That's Tone picking up Xander's slack. You know, <laughs> and, and, Antonio did that, man. I didn't do it, bro. Look, my uh, mic, I didn't touch anything today. Uh, I haven't. I did Man. not have the D-gun gap Step away today. from the mic, Derek. Yes, yes I hear you. Yes. I hear you. All right, I so. I my granddaughter. She's asleep now. So. Okay, you're, she's good. All right, she's asleep. All right. We're, for, we're, for now. Pop-up will be taking a nap a little bit later, Derek, mm. after 3 o'clock. <laughs> joining us right now, he does an amazing job covering the Sixers, analyzing the Sixers. He's always looking sharp, too, in studio, man, with some killer suits. There's no doubt about that. The one and only Mark Jackson. Mark, first off, man. 
welcome to the show. Uh, we appreciate it. Hey, hey, I give a little love to one of your uh, your Philly your, your Philly Five when you guys were coming out of high school. Rasheed Wallace getting a street named after him today. How about yep. that, huh, Mark? Yeah, that's pretty cool, man. It's good to see she getting a street named after him in his neighborhood, man. There's high school. You know, it, it's pretty cool that he's getting the opportunities. We call him. Yeah, and that hey, was – what a crew that was coming out, man, oh my including, God. including Mark. But, but, but go ahead there. Hey, Mark, I got to ask you this, man. What do you do with all your free time now that basketball's over for you? What, what, I, 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 inquiring minds have to know. <laughs> I have three sons, the gun Three okay. sons. All right. Six, 16, 14, 11. So Ooh. they're getting 90% of my time. And other than that, other the time when I'm working out. So that's a great question. What am I doing now when, I, when I'm not working? I'm spending time with them. <laughs> More time. And I know, I know the 16-year-old is is, uh, is is a nasty player, man. He's playing at Rome, and he is an absolute. I'm sure the other two are studs too, but I, but I know uh, I know the oldest is getting it done already, Mark, at the uh, at the old alma mater. Yeah, he is. He's putting in work, man. And next year, my um, eighth grader will be there, so I have two of them there. Can they take it. you out? Is the can the oldest one take you out yet? Uh, if I get the ball first, no. Uh, if I get the ball first, you still have the you still have the old man pops moves that he doesn't. He still does it, you know what I mean? Every once in a while, yeah. bro. We did. Well, we only, did it. Only, only thing is, is trying to stay in front of him. That's where right. it kind of where it kind of hurts. Like, right. if I, play, I get the ball first. Yeah. And like, okay. yeah. Mark, I, I still remember the time we did something for uh, was I think it was the Boys and Girls Club down there by um, State Road. And uh, I can remember, um, you know, I'm just fooling around playing with a son. So, you know, we're just we're just shooting around and stuff. So I went over and tried to post him up and he like pushed my hip and almost <laughs> broke my hip, man. I said, like, you know, what? I'm not playing with your son yeah, anymore, good. bro. Yeah. He like pushed my hip, man. And like, went, bro, I thought my back was about to break or something, man. So, yeah, yeah. You, you, he, he's ready to roll, bro. He's ready to roll. Just so you know. I, I appreciate it, brother. Yeah, he's uh, he's blessed with to have that. Um. It's funny. He's blessed to have like a god enormous amount of strength. Like it was yes. funny when, when he when I when I was uh when I played for the Hornets, uh, Chris Paul. You know, I was doing Chris Paul, and on his birthday, Chris Paul and his his wife bought him a, a jack with rhinestones and nicknamed him Bam Bam. Was and, um, yeah, and uh, because he used to hold big water bottles. You know, how you hold the water bottles. He used to hold them by the bottom and just be like swinging it like this. And the water bottles, you know, the baby's hand. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. No. Oh, but I'll tell you, man, it's his son, man. All right, Mark, we lost you for a sec. I think we got you back. I think you're back up now. Go ahead. All right. No, yeah, you're muted. There you go. All right. We got you. Talk, talk about how strong the, the your, your your little guy was. Not so little guy now. Oh, you're still muted, Mark. You're still muted. Still muted, bro. Try now. All right, Xander, uh -oh. let, let's uh we'll get well, Mark, we'll put no. you on hold. There now we go. got you. All right, now now we're straight. No, are we now? Yeah, I got right, you. Are you here? You're not hearing us? Yep, yep, I'm here. Okay, we're good. We're okay. good now. All right, Mark, well, let's let, 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 naturally strong, man. And now he's about six, seven, pushing six, eight. And, and his, you know, he's, he's, he thrives on, he thrives on um, getting to the rim. So he does a very good job of getting to the rim, finishing around the basket, creating contact. Uh, they, they call him like a Scotty, like a hybrid between a Scotty Barnes and a Draymond Green. So that's, wow. that's early. Yeah. That's good praise right there. Now his, uh, I saw Tyreek Duran, who who actually transferred out uh, of Roman, but is a Philly kid, ends up going last night. He got dealt to uh, to Detroit, but uh, but good for him, man. It, it's good stuff there. So let's start with what the Sixers did, Mark. 
And people may not be totally familiar with the name, DeAnthony Melton, but tell us what he brings to the table and what he's going to add to this team. So I'm, I'm going to give you a name to compare him, but less personality, not, not as much as a fiery personality, but similar skill set is uh, Pat Bev. Oh. Very, oh, okay. Pat Bev. Very similar to Pat Bev. A little bit, he's bigger. Um, he's 6'2", but he has a six foot nine wingspan, so which means he can guard much bigger guys. But he's a dog on defense. He's a dog. He's, he's averaging over 1.4 1, 1. steals a game every season. Uh, and he also hit the three, 37% from three this year, 41% the previous year. And he can get some buckets. He was originally a point guard. So he's, he's more so a combo guard. But when they moved him full time to, to shooting guard because of uh, John Morant in 20, 24 minutes a game, he's averaging 10 points and almost five rebounds a game. Mm. So, like, that tells you where this kid's toughness is. So he gives you a little of everything. He gives you toughness. He gives you rebounding. He gives you some points. But he also, most importantly, he gives you that dog mentality. And that checks a lot of boxes of what this team needs, Mark. Yeah. Go ahead, guys. Yeah, Mark, convince me. Convince me otherwise because I'm sitting here today, and I don't want to be Debbie Downer, um, but I think, as I said earlier in the show to these guys, I think we're going to see a team that's very similar to what we had this past season that frustrated a lot of people because of the cap restraints. I don't think they have enough capital to entice a number of teams to trade and make this team better. And I think we're going to be stuck with basically the same team, maybe another minor move here or there. But for the most part, we're looking at the same nucleus that we just got through watching. You know, unfortunately, um, I don't have the disagreement before you. Um, because of the the, the, the guy for sick thing of having cap, you know, yeah. like you can't really go out and spend excess of money, which I, I kinda I understand the reasons being is you have to manage your rosters better. So here's the thing. I'm hearing a lot of PJ Tucker. We need to make a move to, to release some cap space to bring in PJ Tucker. I'm hearing Erdin Gordon. Uh we can't put we can't afford both. We can't. Mm-hmm. So it's either or. And now with the, the addition of Milton I, I don't see how Gordon fits money-wise. So they, I think they still can make some moves like, you know, uh, moving a future second and um, another a bench guy to make the, the $10 million cap space for uh, mm-hmm. Tucker. That reasonably reported uh, three years, $30 million. If we get Tucker, we put Tucker in that starting lineup, we bring in Matisse, uh, Milton, and George Nyang, a Bassey or a Reed and maybe one other person off that bench. That's, that's not bad. It is a better team than previous year. But now here's the thing. We could only be speaking on the 76. We fill it up. We cover the 76ers, but every time, every year, every team in the NBA is making themselves better. So yes, we will be improved. We can somehow sign Tucker and slot him into that starting spot. We will be better, but a lot of other teams will be better too. Mm. But if, back and look at this year's playoffs to me. I don't know about you guys. It's the first time I've seen so many significant injuries with guys missing significant. Mm-hmm. Well, this guy's unavailable this game. Like, I never heard a player can miss a playoff game. Like, I've never heard that. And that went on on both the West and the East Coast the entirety of the playoffs. So, meaning maybe it's about how the ball bounces when playoffs come and maybe some luck bounces this way. Like, I'm about to say something. People will hate on me, but you look at Boston. They had a lot of luck on their side to reach the finals. They were good. They were good. They're going to be rusty, but 
every playoff series, they never played against a healthy, 100% healthy team. So that's mm. like, then they hasn't healthy themselves. A Horford, a, a Horford um, um, Smart missed some games. Mm-hmm. Robert Williams missed some games. So that's what I'm talking about. So hopefully we can get lucky. Now, let me make this long, but then you go back, well, what else can we do? I'm going to say a very unfavorable comment on a suggestion if people really want something big, if Maury really want to do something big, who else can we move? People say, oh, we could trade Tobias' contract. And I look at it like this. Tobias is the fourth option on this team. That's a hell of a fourth option. Yep. Right, right. Yep. yep. But if people say, well, we need another outstanding player, another borderline all-star, okay, you're not trading Tobias for a borderline all-star, mm-hmm. but – if you so hell bit on getting an all star like Maury has made it clear in his post poster at post game postseason press conference, he's going to get another star. I'm about to say something very unfavorable. The only way you can get another star is to trade Tobias, but you got to package Maxi with him. Oh no! Don't say that. No. Only way in this sister's lineup that you can get another star. No. You gotta Tobias and make the money match. That's the only is, way. Is he? Is there? <laughs> Is he that untouchable, though? Is he that untouchable? Because I'm saying this. I mean, I knew that they were trying to package in order to get that type of player. Like I, I'm, I was, I was, I'm a big fan of of, of Bill, Bradley Bill. I, I'm a huge fan of him, and it would take Maxi to bring him in. But would you, for Bill, you know, what I'm saying trade Maxi? Here's my thing: Maxi shot over forty percent from three last year, averaged seventeen points. First of all, we expect none of that out of him. That's right. Yeah, he right. didn't. Yeah, he said, "Oh, I seen it, liar!" No, you didn't. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it, 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 Max he had a good season. I'm hoping he have another season, but his stock is high right now. Yes. What I go and trade Maxi and Tobias for Bradley Bill? Me personally, I would not. Thank you, thank but, you. Popular, but yes, we bring in a 23 point score. We have a 17 point score and a 16 point score. Your third and fourth best players. That's not bad, guys. That's not bad. And they're younger. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Mark, let me ask you about Tucker. And I, I look, I love everything he brings to the table toughness, rebounding, defense, experience, corner threes. I love everything about it. What's that? AARP. He brings that too. Well, that that's where I was going, right? So he's. You could be looking at a three-year deal, man, and he could be, you know, using a walker by the third year of it. How much does that scare you away three years for a guy who's 37 now? Let me tell you, though, going looking at him previously in Milwaukee and now with Miami, I it did not phantom on me that he was 37. Same here. I know I can say, oh, I did this research. No, 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 no. Let me tell you how I found out. Yesterday, Coach Jimmy Lineham and I talked. He's like, man, you know, I hear a lot of P.J. Tucker. Of course, you're talking about golf first. That's always priority. <laughs> and then uh, we talking about P.J. Tucker. He said, man, you know, Mark, I just found he's 37 years old. And I was like, Coach, what are you talking about, Coach? He said, P.J. Tucker, he's 37 years old. I said, no, he's not. He said, uh, yes, he is. And I Googled it. I said, holy cow. I did not know that. So I know people say age is nothing but a number, but like 37 is pretty significant to me. Mm-hmm. 37, but watch him last year and the year before, like, he still got some... Before I knew his age, I was like, man, he's a great fit for us. But then I knew his age, like, he's a great fit four years ago. Like, but... But, <laughs> but you know, is it to the point we get a certain player at that age 
that come in and you see how he was the last few years, and then when you get him, that's the time of the year he goes over the hill. And we don't get that. Mm-hmm. We so just like, we just experienced that. We, exactly. We're experiencing that right now. Exactly. Exactly. So um, I'm concerned about it. It is it is um, it is on my my list of the concerns. But I also look at it like he he that player fits our mold. I was really excited. I was really hoping that Tyree at AC from LSU fell to the Sixers or they traded up to get him because he could have gave you a lot of those things PJ Tucker got. He's a 6 eight small four from LSU that I was in love with, man. Mm-hmm. Maybe this guy will fall. Maybe they start picking some European guys. He actually went up higher in the draft. Interesting. Mm. What, uh, what, what's your sense of what's next, Mark? I mean, the obvious one is what's going to happen with Harden. That's kind of lingering out there right now. Maury said last night it's a mutual love fest. I don't think there's any doubt he's going to opt in and they're going to extend him. But what's your sense of what that number is going to look like here with, with Harden? I don't think it'll be that max number. I, I think he's going to opt into his, his big thing. And I think uh, I truly believe that this love fest, when you make the, when you in love, you got to make sacrifices sometimes. And if you truly mean you love this person or love this situation, you got to make sacrifices. But I know everybody, they say, oh, I just want my money. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way for the Sixers and James Harden. If you love this situation or you want your money, it's not both. You can't. You just can't. You have to understand, and I'm quite sure he does. It depends on where his mindset is. Like, I want to be the highest player in the league the next three years, four years. Or he said, you know what? I'm going to opt in, and then I'll take a pay cut for the not significant pay cut, but a little pay cut to give us some flexibility. Mm-hmm. So, Tom Brady, not that extreme. But doing that and then say, hey, we can work from there. Interesting. Uh, what's your sense of why he struggled last year? Do you think he wasn't healthy? Do you think he was a new team? Do you buy that he could become more of, not completely, but more of the old Harden next year or this upcoming season? I'm, I'm a believe. I'm, I'm a believer when I see him. Okay. Uh, I just got to go about what I seen, and he was not the old James Harden. Now, I mean, oh, we don't need that James Harden of Houston. We just need that 23, 10, and that's what we need. We need that consistently. But once again in the playoffs, he did not play that way. So we could say, oh, was he healthy? Was he unhealthy? But like, okay, let's go back. Before the playoffs, he was playing a lot better. Playoffs come, teams make adjustments, referees let's play more physical. He doesn't play as well. And that's been a common trend with him the last three or four years. That's not like just out of the blue. That's what it's been. So, like, we have to accept him and say, all right, well, let's just say this is what he is. Let's just say he's now at 18 points, eight rebounds, eight assists guy. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. So the money got to match up to what your numbers say. Because then we don't have to keep judging you every day like people judge Tobias. People judge mm-hmm. Tobias. They say your numbers don't add up to where your money is. And it, it, it flows the same way when it comes to Harden. I think he was healthy. People say, oh, his hamstring. Like, I, no. I think the gentleman was healthy. And when I see him in person, he looks in shape. It's not like, you know, he's a he's a big guy. So his weight can go up and down. But, like, he looked in shape to me. And with that being said, I'm just going to talk it up. That's who he is. Well, Mark, my biggest fear is if if Embiid doesn't get past the first or second round next season, he's going to start making loud noises about he wants out of here. And, and, and that's not good for the future of this organization. Watch this. 
I Joel Embiid said some things after last year's exit in the playoffs that I thought was he was he was kind of he was trying to prove a point. He was a little upset, but I thought that kind of spurned the, the Ben Simmons thing. Uh, but you're entitled to your opinion. But then last, this year he said some stuff that he was just speaking his mind. Like two things that he said that kind of bothered me if I was another player in a locker room. And there's nothing wrong with it, but it would have bothered me personally. Yo, we don't have no P.J. Tucker. We need a tough mm-hmm. guy. Like, we don't have that. And I'm in mm-hmm. locker gang. I'm like, Paul Reed, like, okay. Okay, I got you. Like, all right, I feel you. So that would bother me. And then, two, like, James James Harden is not that – he's not that person no more. If mm-hmm. I'm James – yo, bro, how you going to say that about me? Like, those two comments kind of scratched my head. And then the third thing. The tweet, Jimmy Butler needs another star. Right. There you yeah, go. Yeah. There you go. You know what you're doing. You're, 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 you're a Twitter savant. You know what you're doing, man. Those, those three comments to me, the, the first two, you can talk to me the heat of the moment. You're a little upset. Okay, cool. But the James, Jimmy Butler needs a new star thing. Yeah. I think I, I, the, the fans of Philly kind of mark that off. It's like they, they try to ignore it. But if he says something else like that, they might force him. The players might force him to ask for a trade because they're going to be questioning his. Mm. Mm. Well, let me. I'm looking at this though. I mean, I don't see any dogs. I mean, I'm looking at Furkan Korkmaz. No dog in him. Nice guy. <laughs> George George Niang, definitely not any dog in him. And and I'm, I'm gonna tell you the truth, bro. <laughs> me and George can go one on one, man. He might shoot, but he ain't driving to the basket. He is not taking me to the cup. I'm just letting you know, bro. You know what I'm saying? I. I I'm, I'm, I understand it, bro, because I'm father time undefeated, dog. I, I had to realize also, yo, I'm just, I, I just don't have it. My feet ain't quick enough, bro. So I'm just saying, dog. Then I'm looking at, you know, the rest of the roster. I don't see anybody right now on this roster that has that dog in them that can take. You always have one guy that, you know, said it's almost like the enforcer. They yeah. don't have an enforcer. Who can be their enforcer? Can Paul Reed? I mean, he already said something about Paul. Can Paul Reed be an enforcer? I don't know. I mean, and, and another thing, can we get by with this coach? I still don't know if I'm, I'm, I'm in with Doc still. You know what I'm saying? Can Doc coach these guys up and make them better? Mm. Well, I, I like Doc. I like Doc, but there's no but because everything for but don't count. I like Doc. I think Doc's a good coach. I think he's a championship caliber coach. He's had too many opportunities, too many situations where – he, his team's up and they end up losing series. That's what bothers me. But I think Doc's a good coach. So I'm riding with Doc. The, the, we need that guy. We need to enforce it. And that is P.J. Tucker. But now here's the thing. As soon as Joel made that comment, we don't have somebody P.J. Tucker. Even though Miami was about to start a new playoff series, he went straight to Parabody. Oh, by the way, I'm opting out. Because Joel Embiid just made P.J. Tucker valuable way up. Yeah. So Miami knew that was coming as soon as 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 Joel said that. So to be honest, he needs to buy Joel a ride or something. But anyway. um, (laughs) (laughs) But like, that's a fact. He's like, this guy's calling me by name. I got to test it. I got to see what it do. I got to bring it there. So he, 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 P.J. matches those, those things we need. Doc, like I said, I'm right with Doc. Um, It's just interesting. When I sit back and watch the roster, the guns said it really like we had the same team. Like, yeah. 
sometimes luck has to be on your side when it comes to getting these loans, getting to the finals. And I think for the Sixers, if this current roster, the way it's currently constructed, as well as as well as bringing in maybe PJ, like we need some luck to maybe bounce our way for us to get to the finals. Mark, what's your sense of what's going to happen in Brooklyn? The, the Kyrie stuff's flying around. You, you know, who knows what that means for Kevin Durant if he leaves? Simmons is still there, and I guess what, what do you think happens there with with that whole mess? All right, I'm I'm a I'm not a believer on if Kyrie gets traded that Kevin Durant's going to axe out. Okay. Kevin baller. Kevin Durant just want to play back. He's want to play pickup. I want to play five on five. Check it up. Let's play. He's not about that political stuff. And while well, he's he's not happy here, I'm, Kevin Durant don't want to move again. Kevin Durant don't want to move again. And I haven't spoke to Kevin Durant. I I haven't spoke to Kevin Durant since pre COVID. But I know his father extremely well. And I I know how Kevin is to a certain extent. Kevin knows there's some BS going on in that locker room that wasn't the Nets doing the BS and it was players. He's not a fool. He's not going to say, oh, we all traded Kyrie now and need to be traded. No, he like understand like Kyrie held his stuff out some games this year and previous years. Right. You know, he Ben was cleared to play but didn't play. That's not the Nets' fault. That's those players' fault. As long as they bring in some pieces that help him win, I don't see KD act, uh, act asking out mm. if they trade Kyrie. Oh, oh no, no, oh, no! Well, you, you know, you did hear that. Uh, All right, did, he's back. Hold on, he's okay, back. Man. I'm back. Mark, we, <laughs> Mark, we lost but you for a I second. I don't. I don't. But like, he knows it's not the team's fault. He knows that it's not the team's fault. It's the players. Yeah. It's the, the players with their their issues. He's like, I just want to play, dog. Check the ball up. So I don't think he would ask out of Brooklyn. I really yeah. don't. Oh, yes, he would. I think I know Kevin through his father and the times I've, I've met him. He just want to play, man. He just want to play. And pick it up and keep leaving now, going to another team. OKC, Golden State, now, now I'm going to go to another team. That's not who Kevin is. Yeah. Kevin's not – Kevin – and this is not from Kevin again. This is just me. The only reason Kevin went to Golden State because <clears throat> the media starts saying you're not a great player if you don't have no championship. You're not a great player. You're only but so good if you don't have no championship. You, in order to be considered one of great, you got to win a championship. Kevin, like, man, I got to win a championship. He went to Golden State. He was, oh, you went to Golden State to buy a championship? Nope. Now I'm considered one of the best ever. Now he's in Brooklyn. He's not going to keep bouncing around. That's not who he is. Hey Mark, um, for for as phenomenal of a talent as as Kyrie Irving is, with all his antics, would you want him on your team? It depends on what team am I. If I'm the Philadelphia 76ers, no. If I'm the Lakers, yes. If I'm New Orleans Pelicans, them young guys, heck no. Mm-hmm. It depends on who you are. If I'm the if I'm um Memphis, Memphis with uh, John Morant, no. Like no. I'm. And I know he mentioned these 10 teams or whatever. Like, a lot of 10 teams, like, man, please, we don't want you over here. We mm-hmm. don't, don't want you. Kyrie, Kyrie's a heck of a talent when he plays. But Kyrie does keep himself off the court more so than his injuries. And that bothers me. 
That's, the, the, you know he loves the game. It's just sometimes his priorities aren't the game. You know what I mean? And that 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 would bother me also. But I mean, I keep hearing that you know that's one of the you know we're one of the six teams that you know he's you know probably thinking about uh, pursuing. You know, I mean, would you be mad if he did show up though? It depends on who he replaced. It'll probably be a maxi. <laughs> If he replaced Maxi, I'm not comfortable with that because no. I know he's not going to play 80 games. A, you know he's not going to play 60 games. A, you know he's going to make some comments to kind of stir the crowd. And this is Philadelphia. We're going to call you BS. Oh, no question. And, like, I think it's going to cause so much friction in the locker room with yep. the fans and all that. And then, you know, everybody remember, him and James wasn't on good terms when he left. Mm. So now we're going to bring that drama into the locker room? Yeah. Right. Nope. No, no. thanks. Mark, great stuff, man. I, I, we know you got to run, and we appreciate you giving us appreciate a couple minutes you, today, man. Yeah. And, and enjoy the offseason. Keep up the good work, man, and we'll talk to you soon, Mark. Thanks. Appreciate Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. All right, all right man. Be good. That's Mark Jackson right there. Some interesting comments, man, uh, all over the place. A lot. How about – How about? Um, I thought it was interesting when he was talking about, you know, what, what you're going to do to sweeten the pot, and he said flat out you're going to throw Maxi in there if that's what it's going to be. I don't want to hear that, oh, man. And I, I, I agree with him, but I don't want to hear that. Um, you know, sometimes, sometimes what you think is a better deal is not. Sometimes you think you're improving your product and you're hurting yourself more so than you're improving it. Now, I just think this kid, this kid Maxi has such a great upside. He's such an electric player. I think even for his youth and inexperience, when he drives it whole, nobody uses that window better than him. He is one of the yeah. softest touches off the window I've seen in quite some time. He can shoot the three. Occasionally, he'll play defense, you know, but he's such an electric figure. I mean, he'll steal the ball for you. He can do mostly everything you need from a guard position. You know, he's not as, he's not as tough. And he admitted it. We, we caught, remember he caught the open mic uh, yeah. uh, when he, it was, he was being accused by a flop and he said, hey man, I'm not that strong. Right. He'll get stronger as he gets older. I agree. So he can do just about everything else, man. And I'd hate to see that kid leave here and go somewhere else and shine. And we look back and see, I told you so. We should never let that kid go. Yeah. Well, see, that's I'm what I'm you. saying, though. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm saying this. I. That's why I say I don't. I don't. I'm not really believing in E. Gordon, bro. Yeah. I'm, I'm not. I'm not a big fan. You know, what's about a guy's 14 years in the league. Yep. You know, I mean, you talk about. You know, he's. If you look at it, he's just now starting to get to a point where. You know, he can average over, you know, season, he averaged 17 points this year, a game mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. Man, he's going to blow up next year, just one yep. year, more confident in the way he plays. Mm-hmm. More so, freedom. I mean, yeah, exactly. So why would we need an Eric Gordon? I, I don't, I'm, I'm tired of us, you know, looking like we're going to be, you know, Houston North, Northeast. Right. I don't want to hear New, Houston Northeast. So to me, it's not a big deal as bringing in Eric Gordon. You I know what I'm saying? It's no, not a big deal you. at all. I hear you, man. All right, let's uh, let's step aside. We'll come back. We'll we'll dive back into that MVP discussion we we're having a little bit earlier. This time, we'll go to the offensive side of the ball. Remember, two o'clock. Ben Davis is going to join us at two thirty. We'll dive into everything that went down last night in the draft. There was a little bit of surprise at the top. Ben Caro made a move up, kind of leaped up over Jabari Smith. We'll talk about that. Some of the other things, uh, some where some of the local guys like Colin Gillespie ended up as well. We will dive into all of that and more when we get back. Don't go anywhere. Sports Take, Rob Ellis, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, I want to tell you about ProAction Restoration. If you got a home, you got a business, you have a property, and you've had water, fire, smoke, mold damage, you name it, 
across the board, they can come out and help you. ProAction is on call 24 hours, seven days a week to assist. I know for a fact they called them on a Saturday. They got over there right away. They cleaned up what was a big-time mess, and they did it at a very reasonable price, and they will not disappoint. Trust me when I tell you this. I've gone through it personally, and you do not want if – you, if you have that experience, it's already traumatic enough. You get the right people in there to fix it. You can, you can move on and minimize, and everything can be all good, and that's the way it was for me. They're licensed, bonded, fully insured. They've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. ProAction will work in conjunction as well with your insurance company. Again, it could be water, it could be fire, it could be smoke, mold remediation, you name it. They can handle it. Give them a call, 610-623-3760, or you can reach them online at ProActionRestoration.com, ProActionRestoration.com. News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, I go to left. Fake a mom. Mama, go. Oh, mama! <laughs> She did it. Again? You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Chair, the Derek, the Rob, 
Right, welcome back, everybody. Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Barrett, parts unknown. That's what I used to say about certain wrestlers, uh, Derek. Oh, yeah, parts, from unknown. parts unknown, yeah. Yes. Special Delivery Jones was from Parts Unknown. I remember back in the day. He was he was one of those guys. But we'll uh, – <laughs> With Barrett out uh, checking the smoker again? I don't know, man. Maybe he maybe he's uh, started – gotten some early work in on the sheds that he's going to be building. Or, or maybe – Maybe the township finally sent a cop over to put him in handcuffs because he refused to pay that bit, that fine. Ooh, ooh, uh-oh. I, I'm worried. Now, 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 you're going to have to have that bail money, man. Yeah, he might be in handcuffs by now. Oh, there he is. Nah, come right. on, man. Come on now. Come on now. I'm just saying. I'm just throwing it out there for conversation. We were worried about you, man. Bro, that was the, I had the fastest way I could cook something for my, uh, for my, for my, my grandson and niece. I had him put some oodles and noodles in the microwave. There you go. So, yeah. I hear you. You're a little out of breath, man. Yeah, I was running. <laughs> Still got the most. Oh, he's got some oodles and noodles. He, he did a yeah, four five yeah. forty from that seat oh, to the microwave. Man. And, Raymond and noodles. I love going it, up the stairs. I was cool. Coming back down, it was a little shaky. It should be I the mean, other way around, should it? I know, but I was a little shaky. I hear you. My, my son, shaky. my son loves those ramen noodles. You know how much sodiums in that stuff? Well, they're they're that's some of the best food ever, though. I know because I used to watch you eat them little packs every day at work. It's he'd easy, in, it's cheap. Yeah, he bring in packed them little little plastic containers of ramen noodles every day. I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing, dude? Man, he be sucking man. them things up. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I you know what? I I make gourmet. Gourmet. Like I remember I was in college. If I wanted to woo a girl, I bring them over to cook. Yeah. Gourmet ramen noodles, bro. What? You take a little, you take a little um. You take whatever poultry meat you have. You can have chicken or you can have shrimp or something. You take that, you boil it, you know, start boiling it so it cooks with a little soy sauce, a little seasoning. Then you take a, uh, a um, you put the ramenol packet in there and cook it through, add your little uh, scallion onions in it, and you take a, an egg and break an egg and drop it in there, an uncooked mm -hmm. egg, and drop it in and let it cook around in there. Put some soy sauce on there and serve it up, bruh. Damn. Gourmet. You guys know all the tricks, man. <laughs> High blood pressure, the age of fifty. <laughs> That's from working with you, man. That that. Has well, yeah, that that too. I agree. Yes. That too. He's looks uh, at put some butter in them. Look, look at tone say put some butter in them. Yeah, butter. Bro. My what kids, I used to do it with mac and cheese. I, I would make them a little mac and cheese. I, I oh, yeah, yeah. Butter in there and mix it up. <laughs> oh, man, I can't, I can't stand mac and cheese. I can't it's not my cup of tea either, man. Oh, it's, but my kids, yeah. man, uh, when they were not as much now, but dude, when they yeah. were younger, forget it. I mean, that was that was money, man. I and think you, I'm the and, only and it was a meal you could have ready in, in three minutes. It was yeah. perfect. <laughs> I think I'm the only three person minutes. I know of that doesn't like mac and cheese. People look at me like, oh, yeah. like I said something sacrilegious. Like, oh, right. You don't like, like I don't mac eat and pasta cheese? salad either, man. Right, right. I don't need pasta salad. Oh, I like pasta salad. Yeah, pasta I, salad's I okay. It's okay. I, yeah, I'm not looking for it, but it's, if it's there, I'll eat it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a big fan of it though. I'm, yeah. You know, so uh, I'm out of there. Yeah, we're getting a lot of good suggestions in the uh, in the comment section uh, from folks <laughs> from different meals. Um, all right, so jump back to the birds here, guys, for a second. And uh, again, two o'clock, we'll talk to to Ben Davis uh, about the Phillies and what went on last night, which was a it was late night, but it was a great win for them. It was. I jumped over to that after the draft was over uh, with, with the Phillies last night. That was the move. It was actually the timing was perfect. I, I, I pop over to that. Schwarber goes yard, then Real Muto goes yard, and you know, watching Suarez pitch a really good game. So we'll uh, we'll get into that. All right. So we 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 did this a little bit earlier. Uh, we talked about 
looking at it right now, who we think is going to be the MVP after the season's over. And we did the defensive side of the ball. It's funny. We all had different guys. I had Slay. Uh, Barrett, you uh, or Derek, you had Hassan Reddick. And Barrett, you went with Fletcher Cox. So we all yep. had different guys on the defensive side. So I'll, I'll hold off, but I'll tee you guys up for this one. Offensive MVP. Now, I think we'd all agree. Probably if it's not Hurts, this team is in some trouble. On, right, on the right, side. right, right. But regardless, tell me who you think you're realistically, who you think the offensive MVP is going to be. Barrett, you, why don't you uh, dive in first? Well, you know, I, I'm a firm believer in guys that, uh, that are contract players. You know, going into the next year, their contract year, you know, is either, you know, blank or get off the pot. Right. And I really think that Miles Sanders – um, this this is this is the year that he is gonna, he has to show that yes he was worth that second round pick and he's worth the contract going forward and it's harder for running backs um, than it is for probably any other position because you know you everyone feels though you can get a running backs come a dime a dozen well he has to set himself apart Miles Sanders has to set himself apart in being that guy that uh you know that is worth the investment of bringing him out because he hasn't shown the ability to be the, you know, the most healthiest player he can be. He's always out for something. Well, this year he's got to show that, you know, I can go out there, I can play consistently, I'm not going to get hurt and be a 1,000-yard rusher. And I really believe if he can become a 1,000-yard rusher, he's automatically going to be this team's MVP, period. I, I think it's an interesting choice. I do. Um, you, there, you see the talent that's there for the guy. It's and- there, man. It's you know, there. It's been a little bit of everything, right? It's been a little bit. He can't, he hasn't been able to get through a full season. He's got to show that he can do that. Um, at times, he's got to be willing to just stick his head down and get three yards. It, yep. Not everything's a home run, right? Yep. Uh, not everything's even going to be a double, you know, but, but, but just sometimes you got to do that. And he, that's where I think he struggles sometimes, but he's got an incredible ability. I mean, he, there is no doubt about that. He's been better with taking care of the ball. That was an issue earlier in his career. Um, but what the other thing is prove to me, you can, you can carry the load. Prove to me, you can be that guy for 20 car. I know in the NFL now, there isn't that much of that anyway, but yeah, you know, bell cow backs are like a, a, an extinct other than Derrick Henry. There's not a, a ton of those kind of guys. Anyway. Right, 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 right. I would be curious. So where, where are you going, Derek? Man, that's a tough one. Um, but, but I'm going to say Dallas Goddard. Hmm. I think with the addition of AJ Brown, Devonte Smith maturing a second year, Wes Watkins hopefully maturing the use of the backs as well. I think Goddard is going to get a lot of ones, one-on-one situations. He's already shown that he can shake defenders, whether it's a safety or an outside backer trying to cover him. Um, how many times did we see Dallas Goddard catching the ball with a guy three, four, five yards behind him or an open space? Um, he has all the intangibles you can think of to be an upper tier tight end in the national football league. Um, and I just believe that this could be his year because of so many other options that Eagles have in this offense to the point where he 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 might be a leading pass receiver in terms of yards when it's all said and done. Mm. Oh, I, I certainly think that is a possibility. I don't think there's any question that he, that he could be. Well, look, I, I with Goddard, I think now there's no – God, it seems like it was a lot so long ago, but Ertz was here last year for the beginning. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It, it seemed something. like it was like three years ago. Yeah, the, the it is something. So he's yeah. out from the shadow of Ertz. There's there's no doubt about that. With some of the additions they made, 
is going to allow him to flourish that much more too, where he's, you know, they're, they're not going to be able to focus on him quite as much with AJ Brown here, Devonte Smith now in his second year, you know, yeah. et cetera, which would open things up for him big time. He also should be, he, to me, he like is the perfect safety blanket for Jalen hurts. He should be that guy and just continue mm-hmm. to be that guy. Uh, so yeah, I think that's, that's an interesting take as well. Like I'm going to jump on, I'm going to go AJ Brown. I think AJ Brown is just going to go bananas this year. I do. I, I think he's wants to show everybody that he was worth the, the new contract that they gave him, what they gave up to get him, you know, a first rounder essentially to get here. Um, he's playing with a guy who he's very comfortable with, who he's very tight with in Jalen Hurts. You know, it seems like one's 10 years older than the other, but they're like a year apart. So I, I you know, I think that's big too. And they're working with each other quite a bit in the offseason. I think there's a built-in chemistry that's there with those two guys. Mm-hmm. Even though I love Devontae Smith on the other side, I think A.J. Brown's going to go off this year, guys. And I think he wants to be in every conversation with the, you know, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, you, you know, Cooper Cup, whatever. Fill in the blank of the best receiver. Exactly. I think that's the yeah. biggest thing you hit right there, Rob. He wants to be named in the same breath as the DK Metcalfs, the Cooper yeah. Cups. He wants to, everybody to see, look, I am a jewel and um, I'm with a quarterback that's my friend now, you know, one of my best friends. And I know he's going to help me out and make sure I, um, that that he maximizes me, as, you know, as as, 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 a, as a playmaker. And I think, you know, he comes out of his shell. I mean, it, he, he's he's a huge target, man. I mean, both of you guys pick great guys that, that have a lot to prove. You know, Goddard being, you know, been second fiddle for so long and, you know, Nick Sirianni wanted to run more 11 personnel, more so than than um, the 12 personnel when they had a chance. You know, year before last, you know, that's all Doug wanted was 12 personnel, one running back, two tight ends. Well, Nick Sirianni just wanted 11 personnel, one running back and one tight end. So, you know, it kind of put him behind the stump, you know, because they weren't going to start. They weren't going to play. Um, they weren't going to play him as much as they were going to play Zach Ertz. He finally gets an opportunity, and every time he's had an opportunity, he's he's flourished at it. Then, you know, you look at A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown just has a lot to prove to show everybody, look, look how good I am. Look at me. Look at me. Watch how I go out here and play. I'm finally around an offense that, you know, can be run centered, can be run orientated, but they're going to have to throw the ball, and they made sure they brought in somebody like myself to be that integral piece in opening up this offense. And I think he's going to take advantage of every opportunity Hurts gives him to do that. Yeah, and I think if you look at his career, guys, I mean, rookie year, he's over a thousand yards. Second mm-hmm. year, he's over a thousand. Last year, what did he miss five? I think he missed five altogether, something he like had that. Eight hundred something yards. Yeah, yeah. He's still, you know, and he was on pace for a thousand. This guy is a very consistent receiver. You know, the one thing you've seen dip a little bit is his average yards per catch. He went yep. from twenty rookie year to fifteen to thirteen last year. Last year he was a little bit banged up. And the TDs were down, obviously, because he didn't, you know, play as many games. But still, this guy is a very consistent receiver. I think you're going to see that average yard per catch go up. I think you're going to see the touchdowns go way up from five. I think he could be in double figures, like he was in his uh, second year in Tennessee. And and look, I know some people project Jalen Hurts to be exactly what Ryan Tannehill is, the, like a guy who's good but not great, who's not going to take you maybe to that next level. I think Hurts has more potential than that. We need to see it. But I think he has more mm-hmm. potential than that. And I think this is where both guys can help each other out, man, and, and can do each other favors. I well, that's think the, that's I think what the arm is saying. That's what that's yeah. what the stream is saying. The stream is saying, 
Um, they don't think he can be a, a, a drop back court. Well, there's more than one way to skin a cat, you know. Yeah. You 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 don't necessarily look at the way Dak Prescott entered the league, how he threw for almost I think he threw for like forty three hundred yards. Yeah. Yep. Because they had such a great running game that they would run play action as opposed to running these damn yep. RPOs. Get rid of these RPOs, but if they run play action, they can run that, you know, and, and push the ball down the field because they have better protection. On um in, in 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 how they block for them is more aggressive protection, so you won't have anybody in his face, and it'll give him time to have everything open up in front of him, and 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 now he's gonna be it'll, it'll be easy for him to have a more defined read from what the defense is trying to get him. See, I think I think a wide receiver is only as great as a quarterback gets him the ball, and I have major reservations still about Jalen Hurts. Can he get AJ Brown the ball enough to 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 make him this? the candidate for an MVP. I don't, I don't know. We don't know. Nobody knows uh, what Sirianna is going to do with him or what he's capable of doing. How much has he improved in so many facets of his game? Um, and, and so I, I, that's a great choice. AJ Brown is a, is a slam dunk choice, but J- Jalen Hurts is not, I don't think at Ryan Tannehill's level. And I don't think Ryan Tannehill is a great quarterback. The only difference is Tannehill has more experience. Mm-hmm. That's yep. the only difference between no, Derek, the two right now. I, I think your point is really fair. I, I'm not, yeah. um, I, and I think we're, we're kind of on the same page when it comes to her. It's a sort of a wait and see. So I, I'm not, I can't argue that. Um, my my Brown pick is sort of under the assumption that we're going to see improvement out of Jalen Hurts, that we're going to yeah. see him. Yeah. And I'm not telling you get to an MVP level. I'm just saying, you know, become, you know, a much better quarterback. Guys, like I said off the top, let's face it. If, if we're not having this conversation at the end of the year that Hurts is, is in the MVP discussion, then this team's probably in some trouble on offense. It, it, it's, he's got to get better. You know, yeah. Anthony, Anthony makes the point that he stares down his receivers too much, he, you know, second reads and all that. I mean, yeah, yeah no doubt. Like, these are all the things that he's got to get better at. And it, it, it's, it's a difficult spot to be in because I think the Eagles did some amazing things last year mm-hmm. or this offseason, excuse me, and, and to improve this team. But ultimately, a lot of this is going to fall on the shoulders of number one, and that's Jalen Hurts. If he's not better, man, it, it ain't going to happen. And But I I have to believe at some level, working really hard and being a really smart football mind can carry you to a certain level. Now, I, it can only take you so far, too. I get it. But I got to imagine we're going to see some improvement. The question is, is it enough where we feel like this guy's going to be – can be a Super Bowl quarterback? And, and, and here's what's going to happen in training camp in the limited times we see him in preseason. He's going to make a few great throws and, and, and people on Twitter are going to go nuts that Jalen Hurts has arrived. No, that's a controlled environment. You're playing in games that are being played vanilla. You know, you got teams that are more concerned about getting the players off the field healthier than they are winning a preseason game. So you're not going to get a, a full fruition of what, what, what we're going to see from Jalen Hurts. And, and that's why I'm going to pump the brakes throughout training camp and throughout the preseason. And I can't say it enough. When we're, when we're three, four, five games into the season, I think that that's when we can get a, a fair assessment of where Jalen Hurts is as a professional quarterback. Well, I mean, yeah. did you guys hear, did you guys hear what, 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 um, what uh, you know, we heard from Gannon yesterday? I mean, Gannon broke it down. Gannon said it takes at least three or four years just to right. get yes. acclimated on how yes. to read defense. Yes. You guys just don't come there. There are very few and far between guys. I mean, everybody's looking at, you know, the, 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 you know, 
the Chargers quarterback and the Cincinnati Bengals quarterback. Yeah, is those there. guys are exceptions. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're exactly exceptions. They're not just, you know, you, you're you not just going to go out and just think that you're going to just make plays like that. Um, even look at, you know, look at the Chiefs. It, it's not like, you know, as soon as he got, you know, as soon as, soon as you know, Patrick Mahomes got him in the offense that he was reading. Right. He wasn't. No, no he no. had gifted athletes to help him out. Yes. You know what I'm saying? You have yep. gifted athletes to help you out. It makes things easier as a pass thrower. Sure. It wasn't until, um, you know, uh, with the Bills that they got another receiver that can help them out. And the, the offense opened up. It's not just a quarterback's job to just right. – it's not, it's not just a quarterback that has to read the defense. It's also the wide receivers understand where they're supposed to check down, where to break, you know, how the how's the defense playing to, to his strengths. Last year – you're talking about Hertz having his starting receiver. His number one receiver was a rookie. Yeah. A rookie. Yep. yep. Who doesn't he didn't really know how to run routes according to what the defense has given him. And that's the special, that's the special um a talent that wide receivers also have to develop itself. And you have a guy in, in Brown that's done that. He understands all right, if it's if it's man to man to run through the coverage. If it's zone, he gotta sit down in coverage because he's get his head knocked off. You know, See, those are all things that you learn that's right. as, as as being a pro. That's right. See, I want to answer this question. Philly fan says, hey, D-Gun, you pick Goddard. How do you think he can get Dallas the ball but not A.J.? And what I said was I think Dallas could be that MVP by default because so much attention is going to be paid to these other guys. And I don't want to see Jalen Hurts forcing the ball to A.J. Brown or to Devontae Smith. And I do think Dallas is going to get so much one-on-one coverage that we're going to see uh, Jalen Hurts go to his safety valve, meaning Dallas got it a lot more as that safety valve just to get some positive yards out of it. I don't think Dallas got it is better than AJ Brown or Devontae Smith. I just think those two are such special talents. Defensive coordinators are going to have to devise schemes to try to neutralize them more. So, which means you can't cover everybody. We talk about this all the time. You can't cover everybody, but I would take my chance covering a tight end one-on-one nine times out of 10 more so than A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith. Yeah, and I, I want to go back to what Barrett said. You know, not everybody is Justin Herbert. Not everybody's Joe right. Burrow. Like, <laughs> no, like, no. And I know we, we, you we don't want have to, to be. be. Of course, right? But it takes a, a little while sometimes. We're in such a, a microwave, society. microwave society. Thank yeah. you. Uh, I, I mean, where we want it yesterday. And not everybody develops at the same pace. I, look, I'll be the first one after this year to say if he looks similar to say, yeah, it, it probably isn't going to happen. Like he's an NFL player or quarterback, but he's not a guy who's going to win you a Super Bowl. I'll be the first one to tell you that. But I do think he, I do think he's owed this year for yeah, us to yeah. find that out. And, yeah. and I think it's fair to have every doubt. I think it's fair to have optimism. But but to, to just he's this, he's that. I think it's premature either way. You're right. You're right. Right. Because I see guys always, come on, Barrett, stop it. No, no, I'm not stopping it because I understand. And I've seen guys that go from, you know, not being able to, like, Big Ben could not read a defense to save his life. If it wasn't for our running game, we wouldn't have won that Super Bowl my second year. It was his, I mean, his second year in the league. We won, a, we, we won that Super Bowl in spite of him. That's why you didn't hear a lot of him you know, kicking it and everything else after the Super Bowl because he knew we won the Super Bowl in spite of his ability to play. He didn't even throw a touchdown. Yeah. If you look at it, uh, um, Hines, uh, Hines won't caught a touchdown from, from Randall L. Right. It was That's a, how yeah, it, yeah. Yep. Receiver You know, throw. so mm-hmm. you got, you know, look at Derek Carr. 
Derek Carr didn't turn out – he wasn't nope. the guy that, you know, that started out nope. being great. He had to work his way up to being a great quarterback. Now he's one of the better quarterbacks in the league. You know what I'm saying? It takes a while for these guys to develop and get the timing on what it is to be an NFL receiver. Things, you know, slow down for you. Like Brady understands things are slowed down for him because yeah. he does, you know, he he's gifted in that capacity now. Now he sees it. All right. That's why he's still playing now. He's already got the answers to the test. So he's not worried about, you know, going out there every week and 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 and, and having to learn things because he's seen everything under the sun. Mm-hmm. Give Jalen Hurst the same thing. Let him see yeah. what's under the sun first before yeah. you just automatically say you go out there and play. You better be great. Right. Yeah, I'm looking. At, I'm looking. At, I'm looking at Anthony's comment here. It says, "I'm sorry, I'm not buying the Jalen Hurts hype. He struggles to read defenses and never compare him to Donovan McNabb or Michael Vick." Newsflash: Donovan McNabb and Michael Vick also had problems the first couple of years reading yes. defenses. Michael Vick, in particular, was so electric because when he took off. You weren't catching Michael Vick from behind. Same way when he was at Virginia Tech. He had a laser for arm, but he couldn't control his arm a lot of times. Exactly. And he threw to the wrong spots a lot of times. But when that man took off, it was over. People people forgave Michael Vick for his deficiencies at quarterback initially because he was such an incredible athlete. He was faster than most wide receivers in the game. Well, he was okay. faster than the he, wide receivers. He said, it, he said as much when he was on with us yes. about his early years in Atlanta. Yes, it was a you struggle. Know. Yeah. So, and, and again, we keep forgetting Jalen has had one full year as a quarterback in the National Football League. And yes, we have broken him down like a fraction a hundred times over. And we realize Jalen Hurts has a lot to prove. But I'm not just going to bury the kid without giving him the second year. Same. And we not only not only from Rich Gannon, but we've heard from so many coaches. When you watch programs, when you watch interviews with coaches. It takes a quarterback three to four years to fully master the game at the NFL level. I don't care what system you're playing in. Jalen Hurts has one full year as a starter. I'm not saying he's going to be elite quarterback. I want to see him be a better quarterback. And if he's a better quarterback, he can be a more efficient and productive quarterback in Nick Sirianni's system. And That's he doesn't all I want mean to see. He, he has to jump from what he is to Tom Brady. We right. need to see <laughs> no, that growth no, this no. year to know, okay, this is getting better and better. And by the way, Sirianni needs to put him in the best position to succeed too. Ah, da, da. Not, you know what yes. I mean? It, 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 ah, it, it works. Andy Reid worked in conjunction with McNabb. Andy Reid worked in conjunction with Mahomes. We go through the whole yes. thing, but you know what I'm saying here. It, it, you know, uh, it, this is it's all it's a team sport, man. It's on him, but it's also on others to make sure that this guy succeeds. So, all right, good, good good discussion there. Uh, and, you know, and look, whenever you talk about the quarterbacks, it's polarizing. It gets heated, that's for sure. But it's a uh, it's all good. It's all uh, it's all fun. So we'll keep we'll keep kicking that around as well. So when we come back, guys, we'll talk a little Phils. Ben Davis is going to join us from San Diego. They got a big win late last night. They they will continue on the uh, on the West Coast twi- uh, trip here for three more days. Then they come back. We'll talk some Phillies when we get back a little bit later. We will uh, we'll dive back into some of the happenings last night as well in the NBA. He's Derek Gunn. He's Barrett Brooks. I'm Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take Jacob Sports YouTube Network.
Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. All right, did you know I was the mommy slam dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, I go to look. Fake a mom. Mama, go. Oh, mama! <laughs> She did it. Again? You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Oh, there he is. Oh, he's got his snacks. Yeah, that's what we figured. Rob Ellis, Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn. He's got his, his belly full now. You you all right, Gunner? You, you got your snacks in you? You feeling better now? You okay? You can be hey, man, the rest of the show. Hey, man. Antonio messed up. That was not a three-minute break. I'm telling you. <laughs> a good, a good up, carpenter man. doesn't blame his tools. Okay, D-Gun? Yeah. <laughs> nice try. All right. So joining us right now from lovely – San Diego, California, his former home, He as he was the second overall pick by the San Diego Padres. I, I won't say the year since Ben's 21 years old. It was like, it was like two years ago. Tomorrow. I'm not really sure exactly how long ago it was. Ben Davis, what's happening, Ben? Not a whole lot, guys. I'm just uh, just waiting to head over to the ballpark. They're going to hit early again today, so I'm going to go shag and uh, run around the outfield like an idiot. <laughs> to, be, to be honest, I'm surprised you joined us. I thought you'd be in the gas lamp quarter having a nice Mexican meal or something. Oh, no, not, not, not. It's, it's too early for that, Gunner. It's only 11 o'clock out here. That's the best time. <laughs> beat, the, beat, the, beat the lunch rush, brother. What, what was your favorite spot, Ben, back in the day? What, what, what was your, what was your go-to? Food, drink, There whatever. was a, there was a, there's, there was still is a steakhouse here called Greystone, and they have tremendous steaks. They have good sides, uh, lobster, mac and cheese, that kind of stuff. Oh. Uh, it was, it, it's, it was a go-to of mine. It was a lot of fun. And then were, now, yeah. the, the ballpark in uh, Mission Valley, because that, I just played a couple exhibition games here, but over by the ballpark in Mission Valley, there was a, a little sidebar called McGregor's. We used to hang out after the game and go hang out there. And 
uh, it was a cool little spot. But I it was I really enjoyed my time here in San Diego. The people were great. Obviously, the weather's is ridiculous, and uh, you just you never get used to it because it's so nice every day. And they got a great seafood place, Seaport Village. I can't think of the name. I think it's Anthony's, but they have a great. You ever been there? Um, I have been there. It's it's absolutely awesome. And there's another place in Del Mar called uh, called Jake's. It's right mm. on the ocean, um, and yep. it is oh. what the views are unbelievable. It's unbelievable. We should go there a lot because Trevor Hoffman lived right down the street, so we should go hang out at Hoffy's house, which was right on the beach. I mean, on the beach, See? and then we go to Jake's and have uh, supper afterwards. That was cool. That- that's the good life there. That's the good life. <laughs> you got me, that right, BB. I, I never played. I never passed the Mason Dixie line, man. Everywhere I played was cold, man. <laughs> uh, Philly, uh, uh, Detroit, Green Pittsburgh, Bay, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. Yeah, the Giants. Everything was up north, man. So I never got that. You know, yeah. that being and on it's the crazy, beach, like you know, being the rockhead that I am at times. I would wake up every morning and you think, okay, I wonder what the weather's going to be like today. It was the same every day because coming yep. from a cool climate, yep. we have four, four seasons. But here it's just the same every day. But in my mind, I'm thinking it's got to be different today. It's got to be. It just never was. Wow. Uh, ben, la- last one for me, kind of memory late. I mean, you you, you were around and played with Tony Gwynn. Mm-hmm. Just perhaps uh, other than maybe like Babe Ruth and Ted Williams, the most incredible numbers you're ever going to look at is if you really start digging into some of the stuff that Tony Gwynn did in terms of lack of strikeouts and you, you know, you name it. I mean, across the board, we could go through. Well, what was that like on a daily basis to, just to watch this guy go to work, whether it was BP in the game, the way he went about his business, he was ahead of the game with the videos. You know, he was a, a diehard video guy. What, what was it like playing with him? Well, first of all, um, I, I miss him dearly. He was such a good friend, such a great man, such a great mentor. And now seeing his son, Junior, who was in the radio booth with us last night, same voice, same cackle, same everything. And he and I did a podcast a couple of years ago together, and it was it was eerily it, – it's 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 the same person. It's it's unbelievable. Same jovial <laughs> manner, same smile. Um, so just to be able to hear him brings back those great memories of Tony. Um, but he is fun fact, another Tony Gwynn stats. He's always come out yeah. 297 career, three hit games. Wow. 297. Wow. One, one career, three strikeout game. That's insane. Wow. That's insane. Wow. I mean, can yeah. you imagine now Ben with the, uh, I mean, striking out's nothing now to, to yeah. these guys. He is, he was just, even his last year, I think he was 41 years old. It was my, ironically, it was my last year in San Diego, 2001, before I got traded, he still had 2010 vision. You know, much like Ted Williams did. Jeez. He was just a magician with that bat in his hand. Eight batting titles. There's nothing he couldn't do. Um, he feared no one. I mean, I think against he's faced like 18 Hall of Famers, and he has career like 348 batting average against oh. those 18 Hall of Famers. Yeah, he wasn't. A, he wasn't a big home run hitter, but man, it was not a better technician at the plate during his day. Yeah, he was a great athlete. A lot of people forget. I mean, one year he had 50 plus stolen bases. He got drafted by the Clippers in basketball out of San yep. Diego State. Yep. He what? was just a, a great uh, athlete. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he yeah. was just a great athlete, um, and but there's nothing he could not do with that bat in his hand, and uh, he he really is missed. But it's nice being out here and, and thinking about those memories of him and things like that. And um, you know, he was just a great dude. Well, Ben, uh, let, let's go present day, man. This is yeah. a pretty good way to start it. I mean, you're facing a guy who's arguably been the, been the toughest pitcher in baseball this year, last night, and that's a hell of a win, man. Suarez does his thing. Schwarber continues to be just out of his mind in June, and. Just maybe you get real, real Muto going a little bit here. It was, it was a good win for them last night. Yeah, Tom and I were actually walking back to the hotel last night, and it was a, it was a refreshing ball game to watch. It was clean. It was crisp. I think there were only six 
total strikeouts in the whole game from both sides. Mm. Um, it was refreshing to see. Ranger pitched great. He it was command of the fastball was outstanding. Um, and Musgrove was doing his thing early on. I don't know if he was fatigued because of just getting over the COVID, but he was he was on top of his game early on, and then it just switched. Mm-hmm. And that's what this lineup can do. It is combustible, and it can happen all at once. I read some somebody said a tweet. I says I took the trash out, and I came back, and the Phillies just scored five <laughs> runs. Um, but that's the way it can happen. And it's it was it was a team effort again. Uh, the defense was spectacular last night. Didi was awesome. Yep. Stott was good. Brown was good. We saw the behind double play pick that Reese Hoskins had. Uh, Castellanos had a nice play in right field. It was just a really good all-around baseball game to watch. Um, and I think they, they needed that. They had that three-game losing streak. They kind of got embarrassed, I think, offensively yep. down in Texas. Yep. But they came out, and they really took care of business. It was fun to watch. That's kind of going to see them, huh? Yeah. If you're, the, if you're the consummate Phillies fan, Ben, this team would make you drink a bottle of Maalox every day. I mean, they face a guy like, you know, they face a guy like Hater who hadn't given up a, a run since July of last year. They they beat him. You, mm-hmm. you get Musgrove last night who hadn't given up more than two runs in the game all season, 8-0, and as Rob said, got to be your leading candidate for Cy Young in the National League right now. Their, their, their bats are dormant. All of a sudden, they wake up in the fifth or sixth innings, and it's like the Phillies that ran up all 15 out of 18 wins. And, and you're thinking – what, what team is Suarez pissed out of his mind? The bullpen held his own. Yeah. And then, you know, just a few nights ago against Texas, they did everything it, that makes you want to pull your hair out. Well, your hair, because you have such great hair. I have nothing <laughs> they, um, it is. It, 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 they are frustrating at times. Gunner, you're absolutely right. And you, you look at them and you're thinking, why can't they do this every game? It's just yeah. not the way baseball is. It, it's yeah. too hard of a sport. They got outplayed in Texas from – from pitching standpoint, offensive standpoint, and a defensive standpoint. They yeah. simply got outplayed in those two games down there. And I think they the, the pride hurt them a little bit, and they came out ready to go. You should have seen how many guys were taking early BP yesterday. Mm. I mean, it was it was JT was out there, Schwarber, who's been hot as a firecracker. Why is Schwarber out there? Well, he wanted to see a lot of breaking balls off the machine so he can get ready for Musgrove. These guys, they put their work in. Cassianos was in the batting cage for about an hour and a half yesterday with, mm. uh, with, Kev, with Kevin Long. These guys are getting to work in. It just doesn't equate on a, on a daily basis. I know, you know, I'm biased against football, or not football, but against baseball because it's the sport I play. But in other sports, if you're bigger, faster, and stronger, you're going to win a lot of those times. But you then you go up and face someone like a Jamie Moyer who might just shove it up your, you know, you know what? He's yeah. just throwing 74-mile-hour change-ups. It's just the way baseball is. It can be frustrating. This team can be frustrating. But I think you got a good picture of what if they put it all together like they did last night. They're fun to watch, man. Mm. I, I think that you know, like I, I earlier on, I equated them to uh, they've always got a pitcher, you know, a, a puncher's chance, you know, mm. just like a boxer. And you know, they've always got a hitter's chance. And I think that's the biggest thing going into you know. I think you know, people around the league are starting to take notice that they're hitting man. It's going to be a major, major staple going into you know. I'm saying they're going to be in the playoffs already, you know. So. When you can score like that, man, you know, all you have to do is get a reliable closer. And I think they do have that in Sir Anthony. Everybody else just, you know, follow suit, man. I mean, you know, I think that's where they are right now. Just follow suit. Yeah, I would agree with that. And the thing is, if you're a pitcher, you can never let your guard down with this offense. So you get two quick outs. You're like, oh, okay, I'm kind of out of this. And all of a sudden you get a runner on and someone pops one and you just gave up two runs like that. That's what this offense can do, but I would agree they need to they need to adjust this bullpen somehow because they're going to need these guys. The, the starters aren't going to go seven innings every night like Ranger did last night, so they're going to have to fix it. 
Um, they're going to definitely need a closer. If they let Sir Anthony do it, obviously he has the ability to do it. Did you see what he did last night? Ooh. I mean, the, the guys, he's, he's, got, he's, he's turned the page. He's reached a whole different level. It, it is fun to watch. But, but again, defensively, they have to, these guys aren't going to win gold gloves. We know that. But catch the ball when it's hit to you. You know, you don't you don't have to always be your feet, but make the routine plays. I know it sounds silly, but make the routine plays like they did last night. And there were some tough ones involved as well. But make the routine plays and and go in there and get the swing of it again. Yeah, hey, Dean was unbelievable in the field last night. But go ahead. Yeah. Hey, ben, I, I look at I look at Schwarber. He's not your prototypical leadoff guy. But the guy's got 20 home runs before the all-star break. I yeah. think he's gonna make teams rethink the leadoff spot the way he's swinging the bat right now. Yeah, plus he's seen a lot of pitches. Um, that's always been his MO. He trusts his eyesight. He trusts his hands. He's got some of the strongest hands I've ever seen um, and quick hands through the zone. But, yeah, I mean, it's he's not going to go out there and steal your bases like the, like a prototypical leadoff guy like a Ricky yeah. Henderson or yeah. a, you know, Juan Pierre. But, you know, he's getting on base. He is hitting home runs. I think he's on pace I read today for 46. That's I mean, right. If, 40, if you get 46 home runs out of him, I sign me up right now. And he's, he's nice as the day is long. He works his tail off. Um, he's not, again, not going to win a gold glove in left field, but he's serviceable out there. And as long as he drives in more runs than he lets in, I'm all in. Yeah, he's he's got nine in June, and you're right, Ben. He's he's on pace for 46, man. It's it's remarkable what he's been doing. <laughs> this is wow. his month, man. He is just scorching right now. It's, yeah, like, it's it, unbelievable. Would you exactly consider right, moving him to the, to, the, to the cleanup spot? Would you consider it? Um, I, I think the way the offense is clicking right now, I kind of think you kind of let the pieces sit where they are. Um, but the bottom line is it was nice to see JT with that three-run homer. He said, you know, it's been a long time coming for me when we interviewed him after the game. Cassianos has to get it going. If, if those two guys can start to heat up even more, it's going to lengthen this lineup even more because they're just not going to be able to pitch around certain guys. Ben, I, I want to ask you about Castellanos and kind of. I know he had a hit last night, and you, like you said, he's he's working his rear end off to get this right. W what's your sense of where this is right now? How's he fallen into this? Because he's not usually this guy. Like Schwarber usually starts off slow. April's right. usually a struggle. Then he gets then he goes crazy as as the year goes on. What do you think's happening with Castellanos? I see a guy chasing a lot of bad pitches personally, but what what is your sense? He's chasing bad pitches, but he doesn't have the same plate coverage as we've seen him have in years past. He's not driving that ball to right field. He's not taking his base hits to right field. It just seems like he's so far off the plate that he can't even reach those pitches. That's something I'd like to see him change. He said he told us in spring training, like, I'm still learning how to pull the ball. And it's that's okay to say, but if you're not driving the ball to right field like we've seen him do, then, you know, I, I don't know where he's going to fit in this lineup. I don't know if a lot has to do, and, and not making excuses, but these balls this year are completely different from – from what they've been able to hit in years past. Um, they've made the adjustment with these baseballs. They're kind of coming off the bat real hot, and then it seems like they're hitting the wall, and the parachutes just they're coming down. So many balls have fooled Tom and me in, in the booth this year. The fact that we're going to think that they're home runs, and they're not even they're not even getting to the warning track. So I don't know if that has something to play. Like he doesn't know that he can drive the ball to right field like he has in years past. Maybe he thinks he has to pull it to get out of the yard. Maybe that's why he's pulling off the ball. Maybe that plays into it. I just like to see him get back to taking those base hits to right field, right center, and and being the the, the hitter first, and then the power guy later. Mm. Interesting. I got to ask you about Nola, who goes tonight, and mm -hmm. man, what a bounce back from last year, Ben. You, you look at what he's been doing here, just over this last stretch, last five games. Phillies have won every start, by the way. That you know, for him, last five starts, he's three and zero with a one nine three ERA, eight earned runs during that stretch. One walk that's an intentional walk. I mean, you talk about no free passes. That's been Aaron Nola lately. 
Yeah, he's been great. The fastball command, which for any pitcher is, is key. That's why Ranger was so good last night. But his fastball command and willingness to use that fastball is is completely different from what we've seen the last couple of years. I think he gets he falls in love with missing bats. He spins a lot of baseballs to change up a lot. And I think hitters kind of recognize that we're sitting on it a, a bit more. Now he's got the, he still has enough giddy up on his fastball to throw it by guys. And I think that's why that's the, the change that he has made and his willingness to use that and use that fastball with conviction. He's getting it down and away to righties. He's, he's buzzing the towers, running off the front hip of these lefties and bringing it, bringing it back. Mm-hmm. So it's been, it's the fastball command has been completely different for him, but yet he still has the ability to flip that curveball or the change up in there whenever he wants. But um, I look for that to continue tonight. This is a lineup, obviously, if Machado, I don't know if he's going to play tonight with that ankle. Uh, he might be back in there, but this is a lineup that you can pitch to, especially with Tatis mm. Jr. not in there. You can take advantage of that, and he has pitched extremely well in Southern California. Mm. So looking good for Eflin tomorrow, right? I mean, all, all systems go right now. He's done everything you would normally do in between your starts. It, I guess a good sign? Yeah, it's a great sign. And he was actually even out shagging yesterday during early batting practice with us, running around, um, you know, getting the baseballs. Like it was – he did have a little sleeve knee brace on, but that was about it. Um, he didn't show any signs. He threw his bullpen in Texas with no problems the other day. So, uh, yeah, I think they're going to let him go out there and, and go as long as he can. How, how concerned are you about Eflin's knee? How concerned am I? After yeah. what I saw yesterday, I'm not really that concerned, Gunner. Okay. I mean, he looked like he was moving around just fine, and, and he's a big dude. He's going to have issues that happen. And the, the only problem I don't like, it, it was on the surgically repaired knee, uh, for what I understand. So that is a little bit of concern. But after seeing him run around the outfield yesterday, I don't really have that many concerns. Mm. Anybody, any of these young guys, you know, see coming up um next couple of days? You know, barring uh, you know, anything substantial in the bullpen. Uh, not 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 really, Barrett. I don't know who they have down there, who they can call up. Uh, you know, you might see a, a Christian Sanchez get called back up, maybe if Alvarado continues to. Fall a- any shot at Appel, Ben? Maybe. I, from what I hear, he's throwing the heck out of the baseball. Uh, Pat McCarthy, Tom Sun, keeps us informed about how the guys are doing. He said Appel looks very good throwing the baseball and throwing hard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. It's I'd love to see it personally for that kid to get up there. There's only been two players that were the number one overall pick that never made it to the big leagues. One is a Pell. The other one is a left-handed pitcher named by the name of Brian Taylor, who the Yankees drafted. Brian Taylor. That's right. Yeah. Left-handed pitcher supposed to be a stud and he never made it either. So, you know, from that aspect, I'd like to see a Pell do it because he stayed in the game that long and he's worked his tail off. He has this new, new niche, which is the bullpen. Um, but what I understand he is throwing the baseball pretty good. If he can come up and help them out, then I see no reason why he shouldn't be up here. Uh, but other than that, Barrett, I don't know if there's any any other real answers at the lower levels from from a bullpen standpoint. Mm. Ben, what's your wishful thinking, man? Wishful thinking. That's all, man. For me, yeah. oh, well, <laughs> Ben, ideally, let, let's assume that Sir Anthony can go back to back or back to back to back as as things go on and we progress mm-hmm. here. Ideally, for you, is it he's the he's the closer. Some combo of Hand and Brogdon as setups. How how would it work for you, or would it be strictly matchups for you? Uh, I think it would be strictly matchups. But Rob Thompson said uh, Sir Anthony matches up against everybody. So from that aspect, I don't care if you have you know Gehrig, Mano, and and Ruth coming up in the ninth inning. I think, <laughs> I think uh, Sir Anthony is your guy. Now with regards to Brogdon, he has come a long way. I tip my cap to him. He has looked outstanding. He's got an extremely low ERA. He's really low. I think it's in the low twos now, uh, maybe even lower. But the changeup has been good, righty on lefty. 
uh, righty on righty. It's been the, the cutter's been a good pitch for him. Still has a pretty good fastball at the top of the zone, 96. But um, he's been real good. Hand has been pretty good. He has not been good with runners coming into inherited runners. He's not been good. Uh, but coming into a clean inning, Hand's been pretty darn good. But I think it's going to be more of a matchup. I think you're going to see Knievel earlier in, in games, maybe sixth inning. Um, until oh, can, no. Yeah, until he can find the strike zone again. He just is having a tough, tough time finding the strike zone. You know, so, um, you know, I can see some concern there. But, um, That's a nice way to put it. That's a nice way to put it. Oh, he some, said that. He some said, concern. Boy, that was politically correct. He said that so diplomatically oh, correct. I, had to start I couldn't take it. Uh, we're trying not to get you in too much trouble, Ben, but he is he is frightening when he steps to the mound, man. Ben, yeah, ben just, Davis has been removed from all broadcasts for the rest of the season. Oh, no, my God. No, it's, it's been it's been a struggle. And, and, you know, I feel for the guy because he started off really good at great spring training. And it just seems like, you know, he's just really struggling to find it right now. And if they can get him back, he does have the goods. And yeah, if they yeah. can get him back to being, I don't know if it's a mental thing or if something where he's released points off, um, but if they can get him back, they need him. And if he can be that guy then that they signed him to be, then obviously I'm only going to help the bullpen. It's, 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 what's, 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 what's Rio Mutual's role in that? I mean, I, I mean, he has been playing well, you know, from a, from a batting standpoint. But then, you know, I mean, how's he calling games? You know, he's not playing like the guy I saw two years ago. Yeah, well, I mean, all we do, Barrett, are make suggestions. We're not the one throwing it. You know, we feel it's the best way to you can have a scouting report. Um, and sometimes you can stay on that scouting report. Sometimes you have to get completely off it. If the say say um, may, say we're facing Barrett Brooks and you're you're a good fastball hitter, right? So maybe we try and attack with a curveball, but you're not. My pitcher's not getting a curveball over that day. Then we have to attack it. Just because you're a good fastball hitter doesn't mean we can't throw it. So, you know, you got to attack accordingly. You have to work with what the pitcher has that particular day. Yeah, it's great if the pitcher has all his pitches working, but if they don't have it, then all we're doing is making suggestions as to what we feel is the best way to get a guy out. Right. Um, I think I think JT calls a good game. It's just, it, you know, you, again, you can only make suggestions. Those are the guys that have to throw that pitch, and if they agree to it, it's on them. Hey, Ben, take me inside a catcher's mind for just a moment. When you're dealing with somebody like Enable who has such big aspirations – coming into the season and it's been basically a roller coaster ride for him. Mm -hmm. What do you say to him to the, the rare times when you go out there and you talk to him on the mound or you, you saddle up to him in the clubhouse after or before a game? That's, that's a great question, Gunnar. And sometimes it's, sometimes you kind of act like a babysitter. Sometimes yeah, you act yeah. like a motivational speaker. You yeah. got to know, you have to know the pitcher and what he can take and what he can tolerate out on the mound. Okay. There's sometimes you got to go out there and really, get into it with them like hey you're better than this make a pitch right now and get our butts back in that dugout let's mm -hmm. go and there's other times you gonna say hey you're doing okay kind of put your hand on his shoulder you're doing okay you're throwing the ball you know that's a couple that was some tough luck there you just have to know that the, the animal out there on the mound um so it, it depends so there's other other times where you can maybe get him in the clubhouse or the dugout and, and maybe talk to him maybe behind the scenes where no one else sees it and kind of be that maybe like a mentor figure to the guy um but there's certain guys. This is a veteran. This is a veteran team. I don't know if JT has to do that that much, um, yeah. but there are certain guys that you have to get into it with them, and other times you have to coddle. Mm. Ben, <laughs> what, crazy, what's your yeah. sense with uh, with Harper here? Uh, you know, he's battled from that that infection, that blister, and he's back, which is good. I know they're. I think they're going to wait another week before they evaluate the elbow. What, what's your sense of where he is health wise? Well, I think they're just trying to get him in a spot where he can throw with without any pain. Um, I think mm -hmm. he has been tossing a little bit. Uh, out on the field, they're trying to get him back to 90 feet, from what I understand. 
Um, so that is it's enlightening. I don't know how it's, you know, if, if he doesn't play at all in right field, it would not surprise me this year. Mm. Um, you know, because it is something that he has to make sure that it's 100% before he comes back because having that UCL, that slight little tear in that elbow, it's nothing to mess with, and you don't want to rush it by any means. Um, I tip my cap for him, to him for doing what he's doing in the DH role, and thank God they have oh, the DH role. Right. We <laughs> without him. But to have it's it's something he said that he doesn't really like, but he's it doesn't show because what he's doing at the plate is is nothing short of spectacular. He's in on every pitch. He's ready to go, um, and it's he's been huge for the Phillies offensively. He's he's doesn't matter righty lefty. He's on everything, staying on pitches. Should have had two hits last night instead of only just the one. Yep. Uh, but you know that happens. You don't like to see it happen, but it does. Um, but listen, he's he's been awesome. He's been a tremendous signing for the Phillies, mm. and he's done everything they they've asked him to do since his time here. All right, Ben, let me ask you about this stretch. Last one from me here. Mm -hmm. uh, you got three more in San Diego. Then it's three home against Atlanta. Then it's three home against mm -hmm. St. Louis. You get a yeah. little respite with Washington, but then it's St. Louis again and then Toronto. Uh, you know, th this is a difficult stretch, you know, for this team. And what's remarkable, I said this to these guys yesterday, as hot as the Phillies have been in June, they have the fifth best record in baseball in June. There are a lot of teams that are playing really well. Unfortunately, one of them is right in front of them, you know, in the division here. This yeah. is uh, – you really got to sort of continue this pace here if you hope to even be that third or second wild card. You have to. And, and I think they kind of knew that going into the season. We knew it was going to be a very good division, and they knew they were going to have to you know, beat up on the teams in their division. I thought we were kind of getting past the tough schedule part in May. That's all we talked about was how tough the schedule <laughs> right. was in May. And then you just rattle off these teams that they're going to have to play again before the All-Star break. It's not going to be easy. Yeah. Uh, but again, I, I know it's cliche, but they really do have to take it one game at a time, not get ahead of themselves. But they do have, to, you know, a couple teams like Washington. It was nice to see them take four or five. Down mm -hmm. there. They have to beat up on teams and nothing against them. They're just not very good. Yeah. And yeah. the Phillies are yeah. a good team and they have to they have to win those ball games. That's why the games in Texas were very frustrating. Uh, but again, it shows you that anything can happen in baseball. Um, yeah. They got to take care of business. They got to worry about tonight um, and, and, and see how it goes. But uh it's, it's not going to get any easier, and the Phillies know what's at stake. And they know the teams ahead of them aren't going to slow down anytime soon. No question. All right, so for everybody, check out Ben tonight along with Tom McCarthy. So you got a 940 start tonight. Mm -hmm. Saturday is a 10-10. You get an afternoon game, of course, on Sunday at 410, and then it's back home after a day off. Ben, we appreciate it, man. Enjoy the rest of your trip out there. Have fun. And we're looking forward to the call tonight on NBC Sports. Go surfing. Hey, Tom, guys, I, I got one question for Gunner, though. How's the yeah. new Traeger? Dude, do you, do you have a Traeger? I do. I got to call you because uh, I, I'm lost. I'm lost. I, I, I got you <laughs> and I got a couple other friends. I got to call for some pointers because my wife is giving me an edict. She buys it for me for Father's Day. And she's already said, so uh, are you going to fire it up this weekend? I'm like, uh, uh, I got all these instructions. I'm like this. I'm like this. I thought you would know if anybody would know how to. Anybody, that's what I'm saying, yeah, Rob. Anybody here. would know it would be Gunner. I'm not familiar with pellet. I'm coal. I'm lump coal with a. I have a green egg lump coal. It's charcoal. not rocket science. You dump the pellets in. You turn it on. That's, That's it. That's oh, it. So basically, what you're telling me is, it's like Susie home baker oven grilling. Yeah, that what it is. Pretty much. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Step you your game okay. up. That's what Ben's right, saying. Wait a minute. This is a guy who doesn't even know which end of the grill is up, right side up. Are you kidding me? You're gonna challenge oh, guys. Me. Rob Ellis. He's talking about me. He's talking about me. It's fair. I understand the one thing I'm kind of disappointed about, and I'm trying to keep an open mind, is 
okay. people keep telling me you don't get the same smoke flavor like you do from a green egg or a true smoker. Is that true? I would say that's true, yes. Oh, man. Oh. What's the advantage, Pat, of the, of the Traeger, then? Well, it's the homemaker oven baking. Yeah, I mean, I just think it's it's something you don't have to keep checking on all the time. Like, oh, yeah. when I put – my my favorite thing is a tri-tip. So I put the tri-tip on there, and you just leave it on there for, I don't know, two hours or whatever it is, whatever the recipe calls for, how big wow. the piece is, and you just kind of let it let it go. It's not like I'm – you know, I can go out and do other things and just not have to worry about it. You know, right. it's whether if you're cooking on a regular grill, you got to flip it and make yeah. sure it's not, you know, getting seared up too that's, much. That's why but, it's perfect for me. It's the lazy man's um, <laughs> smoker, man. And you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Set it and bake yeah. it. You yeah, know? But, see, <laughs> but see, Bear, but, but Ben's out there. Ben's, ben will text me, hey, get, hey, dig on. I'm smoking a moose steak or an elk steak <laughs> or something. like. I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, yeah, I got I got squirrel on the, on the smoker tonight. Oh. <laughs> Man, like, is, that, is that what we come to now? We're, we're squirreling? Uh, no, I have never eaten squirrel <laughs> oh my at my house. <laughs> he's got a goose. He's got goose. He's got duck. I'm like, oh. poor man's grilling here. I'm, I'm trying to buy chicken, man. I cooked the geese for the dog. The, the, I cooked that for the dog. <laughs> you shot a goose and, and fed it to the dog? The you dog's living know. large, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's got, got protein. There you go. <laughs> oh, man. Man, thank awesome. you too, man. Man, you're you the best, too, man. man. Gunner's got to oh, get man. his act together. You know what I mean? Uh, man, that's yeah, all you'll all figure it out. out. You'll be fine. You'll hey, look, out. when I found out that you can control it from an app on your phone anywhere you are, and, and you know you can go out and I can tr control the temperature from an app, I'm like, oh. I might get used to this. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's 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 easy to use, and you don't have to be there all the time. That's why it's convenient for me because. You know, with four kids, we're running all over the place. Oh yeah. So you need just if you have to go somewhere, just let it keep cooking, and you'll be fine. Right, right. Can you, yeah. you shut it off from the app also? Yeah. That, all mine's that. mine's a little bit older, so I don't have that on mine. Oh okay. All right. Mine, uh, mine, you can. Like I was, I was what? like, I, I, I left, I left, and I went to work, and uh, you know, I'm sitting there like, oh man, I forgot the. Um, I said, you know what? That's right. I, and boop. I turned it off. Unbelievable. Right, right. Man, they have created ways for us to be lazier, haven't they? It's great. <laughs> How can we get any lazier? It's amazing. We're grilling, we're grilling from our phones now. <laughs> if I would have called any of my kids or anybody to go take a look at it or, or turn it off or something, it tore it all the way up. Yeah, it tore it all the way up, man. It would have been a hinge ripped off of it or or, or something <laughs> brace ripped off of it. So oh, I said, you know what? So oh, I just man. turned it off right there. There you and go. I was good. Let's let Ben get out of here. Ben, yeah, enjoy right, San Diego. Appreciate you, bro. Appreciate Thanks bro. so much, guys. Right. Appreciate it. Go uh, surfing in Mission Beach. Have fun. Yeah. That's a, <laughs> so I told you guys this story. So Maggie jumps in. That's right about the gas grill we got as a housewarming gift. So <laughs> the two of us, and this one wasn't just me, but the two of us poured charcoal into the thing. I hear you, Maggie. Funniest thing ever. <laughs> I mean, it was bad, dude. That was almost like the time I, I I singed like an eyebrow the one time trying to why isn't this starting? Foom! And it was like, oh, oh, oh. I'm like, what does Rob, that smell? Rob, it's my eyebrow. Did, did you not see on the box it said gas grill? Did um, you not see that? I obviously did not see that. <laughs> he put charcoal in a gas grill. I that did. is the best story ever. That is that. the best. Yeah. Did you oh, put lighter man. fluid in there too? Uh correct. No, you didn't. <laughs> No, you didn't. Yeah, that happened. That happened. So, so wait, did you have a propane tank under it too? <sighs> Possibly, yes. Oh my bro, you try to kill yourself, man. Man, Who you could have called. I know. That could have been bad. an atom bomb, dude. It's bad, dude. 
it's bad. Now, now she's now she's like poor guy. Now she's giving me this. She was there. <laughs> no, okay. no, no. I'll guy. take responsibility for like ninety nine percent of these things. These mishaps in the house. She was alongside for that one. That's all I'm saying, man. I'm just saying. Dude, that's unbelievable. It's a, no, it's yes. believable with me. It's believable. But okay, okay. but here's the, here's the thing though. Yeah. So you put gasoline on a coal in a gas grill, right? I, here's what I think happened. I think somebody bought it for us for like a housewarming and, and the and the propane was already they attached it it was on the grill and oh maybe, I, maybe i didn't notice the propane tank that's possible okay the whole mag said we almost blew up the neighborhood it's true it's but true dude, here's the thing Once yeah, we had neighbors that were literally scared like i don't think i i think it might be time for us to, to go somewhere but, 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 take up, but, take up but once you realize that it's a gas grill, not a charcoal grill. You've already poured that lighter fluid in there. So therefore, you yeah. cannot use that grill until you thoroughly clean it, baby, inside because right. there's still lighter fluid residue in there. Yeah. I think, so what I, did think you do? I think we destroyed the grill. I think it was done. I think, I think it was a one and done. It wasn't even a one. We didn't even get in a meal out. Yeah. Oh man. my oh. goodness. That yeah. is I've gotten better. I mean, that was my height of just being a moron. I mean, I got to be honest with you. Like, oh, that man. was just, that was right there. Yeah. All right. I, 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 let me further embarrass myself more when we come back. So we will uh, we'll dive into a bunch of other stuff that we will get to as well. A little more a uh, little more hoops, some other stuff. I'll tell you where Colin Gillespie ended up. Uh, we got a game five of the NHL Stanley Cup tonight. Colorado can uh, can ice it as well. So we'll talk about all that stuff. When we get back, Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis, Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk Champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left. Thank you, Mama. Mama, go up, up, up. She did it. Again? You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Rob Ellis, what are you laughing at, Gunner? I see not, you with that mischievous look. Now the wife is trying to cover for him. Sorry, Rob, just trying to keep your listeners entertained. No, listen, <laughs> he's not lying. I mean, nothing she said was untrue, okay? I, it, but I'm just telling you, she was alongside, so let's not let her off the hook on this one. Most of the time, we'll let her off the hook. So so was this, like, early in your marriage? Oh, this yeah. Happened? Okay. No, it was like... So we might not ever have met a Rob Ellis. There was a possibility... <laughs> yeah, Maggie already had insurance on you. <laughs> yeah, like I, I think that uh, uh, none and done. That's what it, it, it was almost. Yes, it, it was. It's true, man. It's true. I'm a mess. Oh, I mean, we, dude, I've never heard anything like that in my life. That's the funniest yeah. thing ever. He yeah. put carrots. He put lighter fluid in a gas grill. Yes. Oh, God, I know. It's sad. I look oh, back at some of the stuff I did, and I and that I still do. But especially what that I did, and I'm like. What in God's name was going on? What was going Bro, through your head? We, Obviously, we, not much. It, it, we, we were at breakfast on broads four o'clock in the morning, and I come in and and and, and Rob like this, ay 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 like what what is going on? Oh, you only want to ask nothing. Yeah, you something know? I destroyed in the house or something. It was always there was always there's always something with me. It's not it's not easy. Let me just put it to you. <laughs> I couldn't call my plumber at four o'clock in the morning. I gotta wait till we get off the show. I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, what did you do, man, before you left, man? Yeah, man. You, like, you, ever, you ever have one of these friends that just does some of the dumbest things ever and you sitting there wondering, man, this is you lucky to be alive today. Yeah. Yes. I had this one friend named DJ, and he was a great football player, basketball player in high school. And his dad was a principal. Mom had a great job. But he would do some of the dumbest things. So one day I'm at his house. He decides he's going to have fun with light, with lighter fluid. Oh. So he takes lighter fluid, and he pours it in one of those big metal, those, those, those aluminum trash cans that we all had, right? <laughs> My God. And then all he right. takes, like, these little, little army soldiers. He wants to see how quick they can melt. So he lights it up. He lights it up to see how quick those. Remember the plastic army? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plastic, like, as a kid. Thirty yeah. of them. Yeah. yeah, in the back. So he wants to see how quickly those would melt. Then he puts two or three other different things in there to see how quickly they they would melt. So he's smart enough to realize, well, I got to get this get this this uh, can cleaned out before my dad gets home. So he takes the water hose and washes it out. And we're thinking all the residues out of it. This is why I started talking about lighter fluid residue. So then he wanted to say he he, he put paper in there. He was going to burn up paper. Oh, so the the dummy puts his face in there and lights it. All you hear is <laughs> whoosh, oh, and you see him brushing his eyebrows like this. The dude had no more eyebrows for like two weeks, and he's about my complexion. Could you imagine a guy my complexion with no eyebrows? Dude, it was the funniest thing ever. And I'm standing there going like this. <laughs> oh my now, god you, you would have thought my initial reaction would have been grab the hose hit it with water hit the camera <laughs> no you're laughing i was in shock i was like yeah. <laughs> well you know so you know what's funny like i'm 
I'm afraid of like fireworks. Like I'm, I am not a thrill seeker as you can probably tell. Right? <laughs> like I'm not looking for these things to happen. They just somehow happen to me, man. You know what I mean? Like I'm not, I'm, I am not out there. Me either, bro. Like I tell you, I don't yeah. do, I don't do uh, uh, roller coasters. I don't do anything no. like that, bro. I'm not trying to stay, you know, kind of streamlined, you know, like I, I motorcycles, I ride motorcycles. I don't go fast. I, I don't speed. I don't do any of that, man. I'm I'm just not a, like you. I'm not a thrill seeker. Yeah. I've done enough in my and life. I've, I've done I've done dumb things, but nothing to that degree. I mean, right. what, I, what I would consider dumb that I've done is minuscule compared to some of my friends. And I'm thinking, I hung out with these knuckleheads, man. Right. <laughs> what was I thinking? I just saw a post that said, "Uh, you know, you want to know where you're gonna be in five years? Look at the friends you hang out with." <laughs> That's great. That's a good. One. Very true. So, 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 look, look, look what I got five years to look forward to. <laughs> you trying to say, man? Yeah, well, that's a good point. You're in big when, trouble, five dude. Five years ago, I was, you, doing, hey, I was Barrett, hanging out with you too. And let look, me, I'm let me lay it out for you. You're screwed. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, like it or not, look, five years ago, these are the guys I was hanging out with. Look at me that's now. True. Yeah, man. Oh, I will go God. on record and say that I am the most calm, reserved friend that you have, Mr. <laughs> There's no way, no way, man. No, there's yeah. no way, man. Low-key person in your whole Rolodex. Oh my god, man. Bro, yeah. I mean, he made a scene one time. You know, we at the Super Bowl, we drove, we we drove out. They got this thing. We what was that rock? How long was that? Like 12 hours? No, yeah, not no. over two days. We spent the yeah. night in Chicago. Yeah, it was okay, 12. Okay. I was 12 hours to get to Chicago. Okay. And then uh we spent the night there. So we go to this restaurant, a steakhouse, a nice Mike, steakhouse. Mike Dick Mike Dick is, oh, Mike Dick Dick is, is place. Steakhouse. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. But I didn't want steak. I wanted the chicken. This he makes a scene in front of everybody. We're at this steakhouse. This is called Mike Dick is Steakhouse. What does this fool get? He gets chicken. Everybody looking like ah. I'm looking at everybody like, man, come on, man. What are you doing, man? Why would he get chicken? Do you get chicken? From a steak? No, I mean he just I'm no. like, come on, man. No, come if on, I know he wanted chicken, I would have taken his butt down the street to Popeyes. Go <laughs> <laughs> to a high end steakhouse, and you gonna get you gonna get chicken. Oh my really? god! And then we get look, we get we get there, we get to uh, we finally get to um, Minnesota. And the only thing I can look for, man, I'm trying to find White Castle. So we went like 30 oh, minutes out of the way. No. <laughs> He doesn't get just one or two burgers. He gets like a family pack of like eight to twelve. Right, right, right. So I'm thinking he's gonna eat all these nasty burgers all the way from. I think we were in St. Paul. We were in St. Paul. Yep, getting to Minneapolis. Okay. So I'm thinking he's gonna eat all eight of them before we get to the hotel. Mm-hmm. He takes them to his room and has them next day eating the uh, putting them in a the microwave in his room <laughs> to eat these things. Now they're already <laughs> gross when you take them out of the restaurant. Well, hold on, he ate. Look, he ate. He, he got like a four pack. I know, no, no, no. one a, and gave the rest to me. I did. I did. I bought a four pack. I said, okay. Now I hadn't had. I had not had White Castle since I was like 18, 19 years old. I said maybe they've changed in taste. Yeah. I bit Rob. I didn't even eat the whole burger. I threw it one half in the trash. Gave him the other three. Said here. So technically, he had about twelve burgers. Okay. The dude ate them all in less than twenty four hours. See what I'm saying? Oh my goodness! That is money's <laughs> worth. Hey, look, if you—that's like taking Drano to unclog a pipe. That's basically oh. what you're doing. Can oh. you imagine that pipe cleaning? <laughs> hey, speaking of that, I—I I told you guys this. I think I was so disappointed in In-N-Out Burger when I went to LA. 
I what? was so bummed out. It yeah. stunk. Yeah. It stunk. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. burger stunk. The fries like stunk. I was so a, disappointed, did you, man. Did you get an animal style? I, oh, you got to get it with the burger, I, the cheese, I, the sauce on it. You didn't get that? I didn't go animal style, no. But I got, you didn't I, know what you are doing then. See? You didn't know what you were doing. I mean, it, first of all, it was so much like the uh, drive through line. It was in Venice. The drive through yes. line was all the way out of the yep. like, shopping yep. center into the main street. So we go in, and it was forever inside, too. Yep. Finally, we got it. And I'm like, this is what I've been hearing about and waiting for all these years. Yep. It stunk. I was bummed. I was really you're not. You're never allowed to have an In-N-Out burger again. Every time I go to the West Coast, I can't wait to get an In-N-Out burger. I, hear I had one, man. I I was actually doing a ESPN game, and I was with uh, I was with uh, Matt Millen. Yeah. So Matt Millen gets there like four hours before I did. So he goes straight to Arizona, um, to University of Arizona, and I got to meet him there. So we stop. I stop when I get off the plane. Uh, I call and say, "What's going on, man?" He said, "Man, they got a." Uh, you know, we're supposed to eat here, man, but all oh, they got a salad and stuff like that. You know, I don't want this. <laughs> yeah. Hey, he said, why don't you stop by that in and out burger before you get there? So I'm, I'm cool. Okay. I'm going. So I get, um, I get two, two, uh, triple cheeseburgers, you know, meals. And you like go. you said, with everything on it, I got, you go. so I got, I got two of those. Right. And I get to the place, I get to the University of Arizona. And I ate one, and as I'm eating, I'm like, "This ain't really that good." No. Oh, it's not. So I'm eating mine. I'm like half, you know, half ass eating. I'm eating it as I'm watching film. We're watching film on, you know, uh, they're about to play the University of Oregon. So I'm watching film as I'm eating it, and I'm about halfway through my burger. I'm like, "Man, this isn't that good at all." And I looked over at Matt. Matt said, "Oh, it's not." He had done both. He had ate both of his and grabbed my second one. And- <laughs> It ain't yeah. the third one. Yeah, he approved. He approved. Yeah. I don't yeah, really I, know how you can fairly critique any burger, Mr. Brooks, when you can when you put White Castle at the top of your burger list. Bro, I don't get it. White You're Castle not, got me drafted, man. I love it, man. It's just the got taste, you man. drunk. The taste is just unbelievable, man. It, it doesn't drafted. even taste like meat. It does, man. It does. And, and then you got the bread. And I like the way the bread softens, you know what I'm saying, with the meat, man. That's, that's to me, that's now, you want You one of these guys. Yeah. And I see, I know. I got it now. I figured it out. You one of these dudes that went to White Castle when you were college because you had the munchies. <laughs> 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 yes, sir. <laughs> well, man, I just I just love White and I tell you, And then I'll tell you what also. St. Louis has the best Chinese food ever, man. It's the, really? it's the best. Oh, good barbecue, man. too, right? Yeah, good barbecue yeah. And, and, and great Chinese food. Man, you be, They have this thing called, we call it, the, they call it St. Paul sandwiches. And it's nothing but, a, um, it's nothing but, um, it's, it's like an egg sandwich, but it's made, it's it's fried. It's it's almost like, um, what's, what's it? Egg Foo Young. You ever had Egg Foo Young? An Egg Foo Young oh, yeah. patty. You take yeah. the Egg Foo Young, you put it on bread with lettuce and tomatoes on it and mayonnaise on it. And that's exactly what it is. Just egg foo young, whatever. You you get shrimp, pork, whatever. And they put it in a sandwich, man. And it's unbelievable. Okay. Unbelievable. All right, interesting. Yeah, I, yes. I, I see a lot Amazing. of people in the comment section that, that the animal burger is the way to go. Or animal see? style. There you the go. go. I got you. I hear you. But I'm just telling you, like, the, the, the quality of the burger stunk. And the fries were like shoelaces, man. Yes, they, they're real thin. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah. they're nasty also, yeah. yeah and, nasty. And, uh, the burger patties are real thin. But it's not just the burger. It's the, it's what the accompany it with, the sauce and everything else. Now, I don't eat pickles enough. 
I like you know, it's fun. I like to eat pickles by themselves. On the I side, cannot have a, I'm with you. I cannot have a burger on my sandwich. Cannot yeah. be on my sandwich in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Can't do it. I'm with you. I like it on the side. I, I I don't hate it with the burger, but I prefer it on the side if yeah. I'm having a, yeah a yeah. Uh, all right, I, I want to squeeze this in. So Colin Gillespie, uh, Villanova player, uh, phenomenal career. Signs yep. a two way deal with the Nuggets. Didn't get drafted, so he'll. Uh, I, I I think he'll make that team. I think he'll be one of those too. guys who sticks. He's that. He's just that kind of competitor. So they he, all uh, do that though. They all do that. They all yeah, do that. They, you know? they always underestimate the Nova dudes, like Jalen Brunson who went in the second round. All of a sudden yep. now he's going to make Archie Diacono. Archie Diacono. Yeah, all those playing guys. for years. No question about that. Uh, Kemba Walker gets traded to the Pistons, where the Pistons are expected to buy him out. So we'll see where he ends up. I, I you know, at, at this point, I, it, that knee doesn't seem to be able to get healthy. I don't know what what the game no. plan is there. No. Uh, for him. Uh, as I mentioned, we got uh, NHL tonight, game five. Avalanche can put them away if they uh, if they beat the Lightning tonight back in Colorado. I think it, um, Joey B was on earlier. He's going to the game. He lives out there in Denver, so have fun, Joey B. Uh, it looks like it could be a blast out there, if they could, especially if they could close it out. And then Ben Caro goes first over Jabari Smith last night, which was a bit of an upset up until maybe like the last 15 minutes before the first pick was uh, was made. It looked like it was going to be Smith, but yep. he, it ends up being Bencaro goes to Orlando and Smith goes to Houston and Chet Holmgren goes right in the middle uh, to Oklahoma City. So I all in all, pretty boring. I don't know about you guys. Like it was it very was underwhelmed. Anticlimactic. The whole draft was yeah. like, yeah, yeah. No, everything leading up to the draft was, uh, yeah. yeah. I know. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was. Tra- I, I fell asleep like midway through the second round, probably around there. It's right around the Phillies were in. I don't know what time it was. Probably. 12-ish, but it was – yeah, it didn't really move the needle much last night, that that entire draft, no. that's for sure. Hey, you know, uh, before when we had the pre-show meeting, we were talking about possibly doing significant events on this day, June 24th oh, yeah. in history. So I did this whole list, and it was like, wow, I did not know yeah, this. Yeah, give us a few. Did you know that in 1901, Pablo Picasso opened his first exhibit in Paris at the age of 18 years old? What? I didn't know that. 18, he opened an 18 exhibit. 18 years wow. old. 1969, the movies Love Bug and True Grit were released. Some biggies. Two great movies, yeah. Yeah, some biggies. 2006, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest premiered at Disneyland's Resort in Anaheim. The budget was $225 million. It grossed $1.066 million. Jeez. Mm. Now, here's, here's one that really caught my eye. In 2010, did you know the longest tennis match in history took place at Wimbledon? Did you know that? No, I didn't. It was between American John Eisner and a Frenchman named Nicholas Maher. Huh. It took 11 hours and five minutes over three days. Yeah, over three what? days. Yeah, because Wimbledon's got the different, the, the, yeah, the tiebreakers and whatnot. Yeah, the, it, it's one of the cra- – I started off, guys, I was on the air that night, and it was like three shifts later I was on when it ended on radio. <laughs> like, I'm not kidding. You, the first day was suspended because of a uh, light fading. Yeah. The second day, the same thing. The second day, they reached the 59th game, Ooh. and they it's suspended. When the the match was final over, the final the final set alone took eight hours eleven minutes. That's here's, here's uh, that'll never happen again. No, they've changed the rules since then. Yep. But Eisner won the match in five sets. Get this: six four, three six, six seven, seven six, seventy to sixty eight. 
Oh my god. That was the final set. The stamina that you need to have to be able to just hang yeah. that long. I don't care I'd who just, won who lost. That's I'd have dropped, dropped the racket. Hey, you can have the match. You can have you can I have know. you can have what what else? You got anything else? Or we gotta sneak it in real quick. That was it. Oh, over right. over one hundred aces were served in that match. Oh my god. That each is unbelievable. Combined. Wow. Each, whoa, 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 whoa. Each one served over one hundred aces. Damn, each man. one. Each one. Each, Each one. one served over 100 aces. Each one served over 100 aces. Never happened. Crazy. Incredible. Incredible. Oh, never happened again. All right, fellas, listen. Have a fun weekend. Okay. We want, our, our producer, Tone, did a great job. Tone to Shields, excellent job out of Tone, uh, as always. When he yeah, did Tone. For, for Xander. Job, Xander bro. might get wild. Man, you never know. He could Sander could be in trouble. Tony get a so good okay. All right. Never know. You never know. <laughs> uh, thanks to everybody for uh, for hanging with us, for streaming, for listening. Everybody in the comment section, have a great weekend. Uh, we appreciate you, Derek Barrett. Don't go anywhere. National Football Show with Dan Cilio is coming up. It's been a lot of fun this week. We'll be back Monday at the same time. Enjoy your weekends, everybody. Be safe. We'll Black talk up. to you soon. We are Sports Day. Yeah. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.